Dude, this is so funny that you watch my channel. That's yeah, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I was literally talking about it the other day to our guitarist. I was like, you need to check this guy out. He covers all the good misfit stuff. Glenn Danzig's film reviews. I was like, we need to hear this. Like, <laughs> It's a, it's, a, it's a small big world isn't it it's a really it is a really small big world because like i have you guys have been my like you guys are the only thing i've been listening to for the last i don't know few months like that album has been all right let's start hold on let's fuck let's start this off let's start this off right hold on hold on hold on let me <laughs> let me do this properly because we're just launching into conversation okay no, normally this would be the uh pizza punk show that we do so let me just welcome let me just do a welcome in thing yeah do it. okay uh hi uh welcome to another episode of pizza punk i'm always super stoked for episodes of pizza punk and i always talk about how super stoked i am but i am really really super stoked for this episode and the reason why is because I have been listening to this band nonstop. And I was like, I got to get this band on the show. I got to talk to him. I have a million questions and yeah. I got to, I just got to, I want to, I want to champion them. I mean, not that I'm really somebody to be championing anybody of a very small little audience thing, but just that, you know, we always are super passionate about music on here and we like to champion music that we love. And this is music that I truly like deeply respect and love and so i am so beyond honored and pleased to have both bobby and john of the bad nerves just bad nerves it's not the bad nerves bad nerves on the channel welcome to my show it's a pleasure to have you oh thanks for oh, the pleasure man yeah yeah what what an intro that's just that's just the beginning let's start wait listen let's start right <laughs> off the gate uh i this is a question i ask everybody is pizza punk and if it is punk why is it punk or why is it not punk and it's well, very I mean, subjective whatever you think go ahead well i guess pizza pizza is punk because it's uh i think it's everybody knows that it's uh it's not particularly healthy but we eat it anyway because we don't give a fuck yeah and the ramones <laughs> reference it in uh whatever movie they made so yeah it's punk yeah it's punk it's punk <laughs> I love that. I love it. Good. I, I'm glad to know that bad nerves think that pizza is punk. I think pizza is punk too. I've had answers across the board. Um, Practically lived off it for like two years. Yeah. So. <laughs> I, there was a period in my life where, and do you know what I found actually? The more expensive a pizza, normally the worse it is. If you yeah, go it's true. Pizza, it's like biscuits, man. The same. Yeah. If you yeah. buy a pizza for under a pound or under a dollar, it's normally probably the best pizza you'll ever have. <laughs> Let me tell you something. I went, so who did I see? Okay, I saw, I went to go see Black Flag with um, TSOL, <laughs> with TSOL. It wasn't Flag, because it wasn't Flag, because Flag to me is the heart and soul of Black, whatever. It was Greg Ginn. It was Greg Ginn and his guys. I saw Black Flag with TSOL, the Dickies, and total chaos. Oh, man, yeah. yeah, it was yeah, a package yeah. show. It was like that's holy one crap. hell of a show. That is. Yeah. I I couldn't I couldn't total chaos at the end. That's a dude. Oh no, total chaos opened. It was this was the order. This was the playing order. It was total chaos. Then TSOL. Then the Dickies. Then uh, uh, Black Flag. And so I I didn't even stay for all Black Flag set. I actually left halfway through. I was like, eh. I was like, you know, I'd seen Flag. I really like Flag, and Flag is what's up. So I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this. And um, I went to a pizza spot uh, that's supposed to be the best pizza in Brooklyn. 
It's like four bucks a slice. I don't know what that translates to pounds. It was like four fifty a slice. About four. Oh, we've got. Yeah. Just not. It wasn't good, man. I was not better than dollar dollar slice pizza on the Lower East Side of New York City. I, I, was I like, feel like I feel like if you go to New York and get pizza, you get slices like like this big, like this massive. Mm. Over here, that ain't a thing. We we, mm. we get palmed off with these tiny pizzas. <laughs> yeah. Because here's the thing. Yeah. So I. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead, please. Do you, do you guys have mayonnaise in in the, in the states? <laughs> we do. We don't put it on our French fries. I'm actually I'm a big mayonnaise lover. Yeah. But it is generally Americans hate mayonnaise, or it's like mayonnaise is like bleh, that's what come, we might have better come over. Then. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I like the yeah, that's it. You're putting mayonnaise on your pizza. Well, do you know what? I always, he carries a personal yeah. thing of mayonnaise around with him. Oh, not all the time. <laughs> 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 only sometimes only when any oh, country, country <laughs> defines it. <laughs> um i'll tell you what though the dutch do fantastic mayonnaise the the mayonnaise in netherlands is but yeah no i never used to have it with pizza and then uh one day a friend said to me you are you have to have mayonnaise with pizza and i thought no that's awful and uh but you Sounds know good uh, to me i, I tried to be open-minded <laughs> i tried to be open-minded and now it's uh i mean it changed my fucking life listen there's no rules here's the thing there's only one rule with pizza Pizza is like three chords, right? You have three chords. You could do a punk rock song. Pizza, yeah, if you right. have dough, sauce, and cheese in the right order, whatever you put on top of it, there's no rules. Preach. Preach. No rules. That's that's why pizza is punk to me. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's a way better answer. <laughs> yeah, you've had time. To <laughs> <laughs> oh man, this is. I gotta tell you, I am so. This is so awesome because. I'm sort of I'm 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 free, I'm fan fanboying out here because like I said I have not stopped listening <laughs> to this record so I want to gush about that real quick before we move on um, but one thing I want to say about your so I did I I went on a one European tour I was with a punk band who you I, you may or may not know but I was like the video guy I went we we toured America and we toured um Europe and we and the thing that we noticed the, the interesting culture shock was yeah i mean you hear about Amer america's big more like everything's like american sized you get to you go to burger king in like germany and the fucking burgers like, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> three, three bites three or four it's like bucks. a little fucking <laughs> what yeah I know. Oh, oh, man. over there I was like, dude, I was like, you know, a burger is a burger, man. And so that's why it's like America, everything's so big over here, man. Everything is big. And the coke, like when you get like a, a thing of Coke or Fanta, you can get those ones which are like huge. And you think, 20 oh, ounce. Man. When 20 I, ounce. I went to America yeah. a few years ago and stopping at the gas stations. And I, I think I was at McDonald's or something. I asked for like a large drink and, and I was warned. They were like, oh, no, no, like a large is different. I was like, no, nah, whatever. I can handle it. And they gave me like a bucket. It was like a bucket with a straw in it. I was like, "This is insane." Man. That's this is insane. That is I have that, to move here. That is the that is excessive capitalism unfettered, right? Like <laughs> we love like listen, capitalism necessary not to get political. Capitalism necessary evil, it, but when capitalism is unfettered, it does not care about humanity, right? So you will have something that big that's not good for you but it's like oh well if you want to pay for it we have it and yeah, that's you decide you decide but it's very addictive so you don't really decide you right <laughs> right so it's sugar's good for you 
Yeah. Oh yeah, that's talk. That's my drug of choice, and it's a. Uh, it is insidious. Insidious. Hardest one to give up. That hardest one. Hardest one. Hardest one. I quit smoking cigarettes. As you can see, I still do this. I quit smoking cigarettes about uh, 13 years ago, and the sugar went. went it just Amazing. exploded. Exploded. Yeah. yeah. Bad <laughs> shit, man. Sugar is it lights up your brain the same way that cocaine does, doesn't it? Sugar, so it's junk. Like, it's yeah. junk. Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. I love it. And I, you know, the the worst part is it's the FOMO, the fear of missing out. So for me, oh, yeah, yeah. I'll be I'll be in some a store or you know a shop if I'm in. You guys call it shops, right? Shops. Yeah. I'm in a store and I'd be like, oh my god, that. I've never tried that before. So it's not like yeah, I want to do it over and over. I guess the same thing, man. I guess it's got to try thing. it. Yeah. I, 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 I like walk past like a bakery and I'll, I'll walk past like three, four times just staring at them. Like it's, mm. it's, it's a hard thing to resist, man. Yeah. Iced, iced cakes. Bread with sort of icing is very difficult. Oh. To not <laughs> Who'd have thought? What a combo. I, I can't even, I can't even imagine. And plus, you know, you guys are playing, I mean, you guys play some pretty stellar gigs. I've watched almost every YouTube video <laughs> on you guys. Not, yeah, I haven't watched all the lucky. interviews. I haven't didn't, didn't do the interviews because I wanted to stay like, I wanted to ask you questions. Course, um, yeah. But I watched all the live video. I found you guys from like, I was watching videos from like when you, when Bobby was still on guitar oh, in yeah. 2017. Terrible. We'll talk about Terrible. that. Terrible idea. It, well, yeah. I, you oh, know what? Wow. It was a good listen. Well, I don't know the name of the other guy, but when you got listen, that's one. Th okay, hold on. Let me. All right, let me start off my story about how I found you guys, and it's yeah, very yeah. important that I say this story. Hmm. Sure. I am. I am. Uh, listen from. Uh, and I want to put this up front that all I want to say this. I'm going to say this once, so I never have to say it for the rest of the show. I want to <laughs> say something. Spotify needs to pay its artists more money. All Amen. artists need to be paid more money. Now that we've yeah, got that sure. out of the way, we all understand that. We all understand that that, is, that needs to happen from a consumer perspective. The thing that I love about Spotify is its algorithm. I listen to music and then Spotify, technology, AI, whatever. Hey, you like this? You would like this. Mm -hmm. That's how I've discovered so many great bands. And what happens is I go to, the, I, go to I listen to music I'll, I personally, I will go to the show pre-COVID, of course. I will go to the show. I will buy the record. I will, you know, usually the band is selling their merch. Nice to meet you. I found you on Spotify. Love you guys. I'll see you the next time you're in town. Mm -hmm. That's the best way. If you ever want to support an artist, the best way you're going to support an artist is go to the show, buy some merch. Mm -hmm. Amen. Right? Yeah, yeah, like that's the sure. best way. Best way you can support an artist. And Spotify, and that's the kind of weird thing about music in this day and age where Music has become more of like a, almost like a marketing thing. It's like a marketing thing for live shows. If people go to live shows, oh, I heard the music. I want to go see the live show. Again, this is pre-COVID. COVID changed everything. Yeah, and right. I'm going to go. I'm going to see the band. I love the band. I want the friggin' merch, whatever. In any case, one day, um, when you finish an album, it goes right to your, it goes right to Spotify radio, the radio mm -hmm. for that album. And something, and and all, so all of a sudden I'm hearing this song. I don't. Maybe it was, uh, um, uh, uh, what the first song? Can't can't be mine. Can't make you mine. Yeah, yeah can't, can't, be, mine. Be, can't mine, yeah. be mine. I hear that song, and I go, listen. I, I don't know the names of all the songs because when I listen to the album, I just listen okay. to the whole album course, all yeah, the yeah. way through. Man, I, I never remember song titles ever, so you ain't yeah. got to apologize to me. No, yeah, no, yeah. no. I I remember songs, but the point is, is that when I listen to the Bad Nerves, I just start the album. I started at the beginning, 
and I go all the way through. I don't stop listening until song. the albums. Yeah, I just have to listen. Over song. about five minutes. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's see, and that's the best part yeah. about your album and my favorite albums. I don't want an album that's forty-five minutes or thirty-five minutes. No. I want an album that I could exactly. play twice in an hour, three yeah. times in an hour. That I could just as soon as I'm done, yeah, as soon as I'm yeah, done with sure. dreaming. I go yep. right back into can't be mine. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah, that's yeah. like, yeah, I have to. We, I think that's uh, that's one of the things that we kind of thought we, you know, people, especially today's age, like, like people get bored so quickly. And, uh, and I, I mean, I feel like I get bored quite quickly and I want, I'd, I would rather a band, a band's record finish and me feel what, like I want more, you know, rather than being like, Oh, this is kind of, there's loads of, albums i love but i still get to about sort of the sixth or seventh track and i, I need to change it you know so it's yeah. like it's yeah. nice to keep uh yeah keep it fresh keep it short i want we wanted to do an album under 20 minutes so we were a bit upset there. Oh. <laughs> oh my god let me tell you something listen your album is 27 minutes long and yeah, it's a very, it, no, no. it's yeah. 27 minutes long listen yeah. listen my, one of my favorite albums ever is 22 minutes long and I will listen to that. It's a uh, it's a band that is no longer they. It's a band that uh, destroyed themselves. A very sad story. Uh, not the person. The person got what was coming to them. But uh, a band who I used to just see live all the time. Uh, no Bunny. I don't know if you know No Bunny. Oh, no, I saw, yeah, saw No yeah, Bunny. Yeah. I saw No Bunny in Berlin just yeah. before it obviously fell apart for obvious reasons. I yeah. was a yeah, big a fan. Big. Yeah. I have. I have all of his records. I. I've seen every show that the Justin has come through. The first one was wicked. So yeah. so no so so Love Visions mm. is twenty two yeah, minutes long, and I listened to that album. I could listen to that album yeah. three times in an hour, and I just made yeah. me fall in love with short albums. That and was I, such yeah. a bummer. Uh, yeah, such yeah. a bummer. Rip my heart out. Rip my heart yeah. out. Because I yeah, saw. Hmm. that all kicked off literally i saw i saw them live in berlin at, i can't remember where it was now um and then yeah and then literally about three or four months later or something um you know it all came to an abrupt end uh which is a shame because the live show that i saw was fucking <sighs> mental he was lighting shit on fire on stage yeah. I, I was thinking surely someone's gonna stop stop me. that's what i thought because you know shows are you know how, how like strict everything is now you know but then you're in fucking berlin i don't think anyone gave a shit he was lighting shit on fire and running through <laughs> the crowd like Crazy, yeah. crazy shit, man! Like it's fucking nuts. Just a just a true patron of the Church of Rock and Roll, and that's why that, I loved him, man. That, just, that's why. That's why. That's why it ended. <laughs> that is yes. That is also why it ended, and um, it's very sad. But point mm -hmm. being, though, is that um, he made all of his albums are very short, and I just friggin' that was an, a, 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 a massive. So I've I've gravitated towards very short albums and your album is again like i said it, it yes it could be if it was 20 minutes that would be just like that yeah, yeah. Oh, that would be just like the 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 tits but you know what it's still like i said it's a banger of an album i'm listening to spotify and bad nerves comes on and i'm listening and i listen all the way through and 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 just <laughs> compulsively over i want to say it's been about three months i just keep listening to this this album all the way through so that's and why our numbers are rising yeah. Uh, yeah, dude, you. you guys are fucking killing it on Spotify for an independent artist. I'm like, I'm so stoked for you guys. I really yeah. am. I really, really am. And that's what I wanted to ask you about. Well, for okay, first thing I want to ask you about. Um, wait, I don't even know oh, where to begin. Of a million <laughs> no, okay. Here's the first question. First question. Tell me about the recording. You guys, you guys had these songs. Mm over a long period of time and it seems like you really 
uh, workshop them because the lyrics used to be different on some of them, right? Mm -hmm. Especially when Bobby was on guitar. Mm -hmm. um, and you sort of refine them. Tell me about the process of workshopping this material until it, and deciding when was it ready for you mm. guys? Like, we're going to record this and what, why the decision to record, you guys recorded this independently. Tell me about that process and why you did it that way. Do you know, I think we've, we've always, we all of us come from a, a sort of small scene of uh, musicians and bands and stuff. And we all, you know, we, none of us have ever had loads of money to go and record properly yeah, and there, there's a few people that, that recorded bands and like that we knew and stuff like that. And uh, I used to play with uh, one, one of my closest mates who records bands. He's been recording bands since he was, you know, like, well, since he was about 16, I think or so. And I've played in bands with him and blah, blah, blah. And like loads of other people we know have recorded with him. And like, it's sort of like, you know, like a, like it's like a, like a little community of people. So he, he was the guy we ended up recording these songs with. Um, and it was great because, because me and him are such good friends, I was I was able to sort of sit with him for you know for hours where where you where you wouldn't normally be able to like sit there with him and try and figure out how we wanted this stuff to sound because I I recorded all the demos like the um I recorded like some of the first demos um I think it was dreaming can't be mine and wasted days in uh, well in this in this room actually in this time you can't really see because it's kind of <laughs> wow. I recorded uh recorded them. It was just me and Will at the time. There's only two of us when we first started it. We recorded those uh, those three tracks in here, and I and I mixed them, and they sounded they didn't they didn't sound great, but they at least I I, I managed to like find the the feel of it, the the vibe of how we wanted them to sound. So then, but then I took it to my friend who can actually record better, and we were just trying to recreate the vibe that we'd captured in this little room, and and but make it sound like more powerful i don't know we love like we love really lo-fi kind of crap sounding punk music you know i say i say crap i mean it sounds sounds better but I found budget, most, budget. <laughs> yeah most music sounds the thing is you get that human there's that human element like in that music where nobody knew what they were doing they're just playing you know and so we love that but we wanted this to have a bit more of a modern power to it you know uh so we're trying to sort of keep that punk energy but then have that sort of more a slightly more powerful sound but um yeah, uh, what, where else? What, what else was in the question? Um, you you were doing demos, and then eventually you were you you never had enough money to record properly. You had your yeah. friend, yeah. and you. But but what made this? Because here's the thing. This is the thing that blows me away about this album. First of all, the production on this album. Mm. Again, I'm not a musician, as I I say here all the time on this channel when I try to talk music things. We're not musicians but, anyway. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. I mean, yeah. like, and that's the other thing too, is you guys are so fucking tight. You're <laughs> tight. Like the live band, like that that live version of you guys doing dreaming for that session where you're like jumping up on the on the yeah, drum. Yeah. Oh yeah. my god. Like I'm I just I watched that. Did you guys ever see the guy cover uh dreaming acoustic? The acoustic I've cover. Seen, of no, I've seen a few. Yeah, this one only has like 150 hits, and it mm. is. Oh my god! It's like it's acoustic, and it's so slow and beautiful, and it's just like oh, such a different cool. take. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll send it. I'll email it to Jazz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do, yeah, but we um, yeah. I, I was just gonna say we uh with the um some of those tracks we. We were we were refining a lot of those tracks right up to the baby, last. Baby drummer was like a Frankenstein, wasn't it? Yeah, like, but it was really funny. I posted a, a thing on Instagram the other day because it was the two year anniversary of the record coming out, 
And uh, and I had a load of footage that I filmed when we were recording. Well, actually, just when we were recording the drums, actually, because uh, that was the only thing really that we did. Well, we did bass as well in that studio, but we I've I've lost the footage of that. Um, but I made this little video, and you can hear that Sam's play is doing the drums to Baby Drummer, but it's the old version. And uh, I sat with that song for, I mean, a, a few months after we'd officially recorded it properly, changing it because because it's like there's like a thing where. You just you just feel when it's wrong and you feel when it's right. You know, there's it's a different uh, vocal. There's a different vocal mm. arrangement to it. That early yeah. one from that live video. Yeah. Yeah. From that totally. live video that you did in like whatever the rehearsal studio. Yeah. Yeah. There's 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 a bunch of like, I mean, there's the only ones that didn't really change uh, much were like Wasted Days, Dreaming, Can't Be Mine. Uh, there's a few others, but a, a lot of the, the other ones when we went in to actually record, there's I, like it's not that I'm never happy, but it's like I'm I'm not happy until it just feels right, you know. And it's like it's, mm. it's sometimes it's easy. Sometimes I'll be sitting here with like a, a song, and it's like almost I feel like it's almost great, and I couldn't tell you why it's not, but there's something not right, and I just have to sit here and wait for try things until it something feels right. You know? it's, well, dreaming kind of, dreaming changed. The ending of dreaming changed. You added more don't want to be dead like you hmm. over and over and over again what was the decision behind that process because you were doing it live i think as well yeah like you, you, you were kind of ending live like that and it kind mm. of, kind yeah. of I, i'm pretty sure that might have been why yeah that was why i think it just seemed like uh it seemed like well, that that lyric is come well, on. That lyric can mean all sorts of things. Oh <laughs> my god, that that song in particular, you know, a few of these tracks have like really stirred up emotions inside of me, like deeply, yeah. Uh, yeah. brought me to tears in some aspects because the lyrics are really, really deep and really mean. I'm just turned thirty-seven years old, and they just really mean something yeah. to me at this point in my life. I'm at this crossroads where yeah. I'm about to enter middle age. And so the, the, the themes on this album, you know, it's mm -hmm. not a concept record, but their themes cross over so much lyrically. Mm -hmm. You're talking about dreams. You're talking about uh, the, this idea of I'm growing tired of growing old, but I got a teenage mind. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Fuck, <laughs> dude. I, I ain't that the truth. Yeah, exactly. Ain't that the fucking truth, man? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's the thing. You get to a certain point in your life, don't you? And you realize, fuck, like you never really work things out like you think you're going to when you're younger. You think you're going to get to a certain age and everything will be, you know, as you dream it to be. And then actually you realize time's passing by and you're, you're imagining this future and you're not even living in this present moment. You're sort of, you're, all your time is spent thinking about the what ifs and what could be's. And, and then your life just disappears. And it's such a weird such a weird yeah. thing growing up, you know, because it's just not when you're younger, it's great because there's all that fantasy and stuff. But as you get older and the fantasy sort of becomes real, like the reality of what life but is. But you're fighting, you're fighting to keep at to least keep again, you keep the teenage mind or to exactly. keep your yeah, dreams. That's when you're that's when you're most innocent and you're like when you feel like you could do anything, everything before life like it's life. You. It is yeah, life. Exactly. Yeah, because life gets you, doesn't it? And it makes you think well not for all of us but it tries to make you think forget all your dreams forget all yeah, that yeah. because it's not going to happen and once you once you like succumb to that sort of feeling or that thought you're just fucking miserable you know you got to sort of hang on to that kind of innocence that you have when you're a kid you know um that's what we're all trying to do. but that's why that's why dreaming in particular has been so heavy for me as you know again this is gonna <laughs> i'm sorry to take it here but i am that's because okay. So, you know, I think a lot about death 
all the time. Yeah, I do I, from time to time. I like, I just think about as I get older, I just think like, fuck, yeah. like, what happens? Like all the, all those big questions. Yeah, and I had this epiphany when I was listening to dreaming and mm. I, just thinking about as I lie in my bed, dreaming forever, yeah, dead, but my love outlive me. And I thought, my God, that's what it is. Like, that's what happens when you fucking die. Like when you yeah. don't, it's not some violent accident. Like when you just, like I thought about my grandmother who yeah. just like, you know, she was 92 and she, she, you know, what's funny. She, she retreated into her own world for the last year of her life. She was not social. She was like retreating inward and she mm -hmm. slowly died. She didn't die the day she died. She started dying a year before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was like she's shifting into a dream world. And I thought, like, fuck, that's what happens when you die. You just yeah. step off and you're dreaming forever. And I yeah. thought, like, what an invincible the idea that we're all fucking meaningless nothings. Yeah. There's yeah. so many of us and we're all fucking meaningless, but at the same time, that there is meaning and that when we fucking leave, we're just yeah. off there dreaming forever. Our love lives yeah. on if we choose to love. Yeah, like exactly. the Beatles, right? Love, love, yeah. love. If we choose exactly, to love, yeah. it yeah. lives yeah, on yeah, in the world. Yeah, man, Whether exactly. it's our children, our fucking art, or whatever exactly. it may be, exactly. like it, it lives on without us. And then this idea, but then why say, I don't want to be dead like you? And that's, that's what you were saying about yeah. the job, about life, what you think life's yeah. supposed to be being weighed down. I'd rather be dreaming forever than be dead like you. Fuck exactly. you. <laughs> It's nice to hear that somebody's that somebody has really thought about yeah. that because oh, yeah. like, you pretty much like nailed it on the head. I like to to say we talked about this me and John the other day, like lyric about lyrics. Like I think it's nice to have things open to interpretation, you know, because I, I don't like things to be too literal because I think you take something away from the listener. Sure. If the listener can hear it and interpret it how they want, they can be more affected by it, and it's like a good thing. Yeah. But like everything you're saying about those lyrics and dreaming is just is. <clears throat> it's funny because like but a lot of people have, have zoomed in on that lyric specifically haven't they like mm. we've had a few like real deep and meaningfuls with some fans about yeah. that line in particular and what it meant to them like i, I can think mm. of a couple that were like seriously like it mm. it struck a struck a nerve really and you just think yeah. that they can really mean a lot to a lot of people you know yeah. like just that's one simple line or two lines exactly, you know? yeah that's the thing i sort of think like people you know, not not everybody is fortunate enough to be in situations where they're able to or they're encouraged to sort of do the thing that really truly makes them happy, and that is um so sad. You know, it's like every, everybody that everybody has something they really love, and and they should do that. Obviously, everybody has to do things to get by in life. You know, that's just the way it is. You know, you have to have a job. Most of, most of us have to have shitty jobs. You know, blah blah blah. But like, you've got to find a bit of time for the thing that you love because that's the thing that will give your Feel, give you like some meaning some purpose you know like if if there is to be a purpose to this sort of fleshy sack we're in for about 80 years <laughs> well i like you know i really like what yoda i like what yoda says in empire strikes the Back, wise or, one the, the wise one. one he says he says uh he says uh luminous beings are we not this crude matter i'm like yeah. fuck yeah yoda wow You're right luminous beings are we not this crude manner and so the idea of returning to the dream world and the other thing too is you said open to interpretation of course and that is what is beautiful about all the lyrics in mm -hmm. in in on bad nerve bad nerve self-titled but totally. the idea of don't want to be dead like you is like a thing it's the answer is whoever 
the listener is thinking about because they're thinking about someone or yeah. they're thinking about a situation and mm -hmm. every one of them is subjectively valid. You're exactly. thinking about that person. I don't want to be like you. You're dead. No. I don't want to be like you. And it's no. something like the idea of like staying true to yourself. Exactly. Yeah. You don't, you've got, you've got your own, a lot of people know deep down what the path is they want to follow, whether it's intuition or whether it's thought about whatever they, they know, but we're not, we're not in the society doesn't encourage us to, to do these things. Society wants us to go like go inward and not do what you like and sort of just do our little jobs and shut the fuck up. You know, they don't want us to go out and express ourselves, you know, creatively because yeah. if everyone did be any more clear, could it these days? Oh uh, yeah, exactly. We that's if everybody did that, like we, we would, well, we, there would be a revolution because people would be like, I'm not going to do this bullshit anymore. I, I like, I know I love to let do. the I robots do it, man. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> fuck, fuck it. Let the robots do it. Let that. We exactly. have AI. Let the robots take over. You also <laughs> say this. this shit. You know, yeah. the, this idea of this rhetorical question, can a sound go so far? Can it live forever? And yeah. again, talk, I, I think when I hear that lyric, I think about mortality. Mm -hmm. I think about the idea of like, you know, a sound is a finite thing, right? And yeah, part yeah. of what makes a sound a sound, part of what makes music the music is not just the sounds, but it's also the lack of sound. So yeah, this yeah. idea that even if a sound does go so far, that if it doesn't stop, then it's no longer music because you need the silence in order to create mm -hmm. dynamic range. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and also it's like music. I, I always think the, uh, with, with, with any art, you know, whatever it is, uh, it could be anything, you know, making tables, making music, whatever you sort of, it's like a time capsule, you know, like, uh, sure. yeah, totally. you're, you're, you're doing something whilst you're, you know, conscious and alive, like in this sort of reality in this dimension or whatever, like whilst you're here, you can do the thing, put your passion, your love into something. And when you're when you're dead, it's it's there for other people to sort of uh, experience. And, it's, and it is almost like you, in a sense, you kind of do live forever unless someone burns all your CDs and deletes all your digital files and then you're fucked. <laughs> but you know what it's, I mean? It's like, uh, it's, I like that, that idea of a time capsule, like whatever it is you do, yeah. even if... You know, it doesn't have to be art. It can be anything. Like if you, if you help people in your community, you know, like and people remember that, and you sort of live on in people's thoughts almost. You know, there's so many it's, ways. It's the only way to live on, really, isn't it? It's oh, like of course, yeah. Touch people in that sort of way. You know, with music, yeah, exactly. you can you can live forever. Yeah, I guess it's right. that comes off that whole thing of like you know, get, leave the world better than where, than how you entered it or wherever it is. You know, like sort of sure. like leave your mark, something to say. You know, like I I was here. I, I was here. This is what I did you know enjoy <laughs> yeah. now, and that pretty much that pretty much is the driving force behind doing this i think exactly yeah absolutely we, we everybody has like i said there's there's always that that fear of like oh should should i be doing this should like surely i should do something with more security blah 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 all this bollocks that they but that's just the fucking programming like it's like the whole thing of like saving up all your money save up all your money for the future blah 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 it's like what the fuck the future is some imaginary thing like you need to just live it doesn't like, exist right man it doesn't exactly. it exist it's like, well, and why you know I buy myself a new guitar what, like you know what i mean if i've got the money i should <laughs> well you know what's interesting too is just like i i think and i think again just to talk about this idea of i mean to bring it, it does sort of go back to or at least in the last couple of years i've sort of looked at like covid and like i think covid is actually in a weird kind of way, recontextualized a lot of what you're saying in the sense that here you have these people that are going into these service jobs and dying for fucking yeah. nothing. Yeah. 
and or people just being like why the fuck am i doing this and like there, there's only one life i should sure. be doing more than just this bullshit exactly. and it's like we're not our society even our global society the idea that you guys are in another whole other country with a whole different culture but like you know the idea that like society in general you know instills in us that you know we work to live and then we die and that's it and it's just like fuck that exactly and like you yeah, know you right. sort of you know, you know, you know people who fucking work their whole lives, work their whole lives, and then they, you know, and then they they die, and then you Fuck. think that you that you're promised like this whole thing of retirement and all this sort of shit. You know, it's like, but you know, if you if you if you stop to really think about how fucked up that is, they don't want you to live your life while you're young. That you you can have a bit of freedom when you're when you're old and you can't really move around as much and you don't think yeah. quite as strong. You know, because like, there'll never be a revolution whilst everyone's stuck in fucking jobs nine five every day. You know, it's never. Like, it's um it's pretty fucking weird. The weird thing is the older I get, the more I think about it, and the more I just it makes me think, fuck man, this is so it's so like the mate. I don't even smoke weed anymore, and I still think about it all the time. <laughs> like, are you guys, how old are you guys? I wanted to know that. I, I'm curious. You're all 27. You're all 27. Really? Okay. All right. That's not I mean, you're you're about to enter your 30s. But what's interesting is like I was like, this is this music doesn't feel like it's written by, you know, guys that are like 18 years old. That's what, you know, it feels like it's written from an yeah, older yeah, mindset in this idea, yeah, which is why, again, I don't know if I would have connected with this music at the mm -hmm. age of 18 the way that I connect with it now. At the yeah, age of thirty-seven, well, like you say the the lyrics and the themes. They sort of, I think, to, in order for them to hit you in the way that we're talking about, you kind of, you don't have to have have experienced what it's talking about, but I think it helps, you know, because you sort of think, "Fuck." Yeah, these, yeah. There's a lot of the thing questions I ask I, I, in some of the music is I sort of the things I think a lot of people are, are asking themselves as well, you know, like sort of uh, like you said earlier, sort of. I can't think of the example now, but um, I'm always I like writing questions, putting questions into things, you know, like. Uh, because you have to, the up. listener has to answer the question. That's, yeah, exactly. you know, and it's, it's freaking uh, brilliant, it's, man. Like just metaphorical. Like just, I like th thinking about the unknown, you know, and, and questioning the unknown because the unknown is vast and interesting. <laughs> you know? Now, yeah. now I want to talk about, so, oh no, sorry, John, go ahead. What were you going to no, say? No, no, go on, go on. Um, no, just, we, we, we were literally just talking about all this the other day and saying how mm -hmm. like, you much prefer people just to interpret it how they want to and, and hear how they interpret it back to you, you know, like that's oh, yeah, kind of what you wrote. Yeah. Isn't that the best though, when you create art yeah. and then oh, someone receives the art and then interprets it back. Yes. Yeah, that's, yeah. I, like, I, that's why I was so excited. I was excited yeah, to talk to you guys. You know, I think that's what is missing a lot with music today is that that link between the artist, the art and the person who's sort of, you know, consuming it or whatever, like, because because it becomes personal for somebody listening to it if it makes them think and connect it to things in their mind like sure. it, it, makes, it makes it personal then you sort of have this connection with with those people you know from person who, who whoever made it to whoever's listening there's like a a sacred weird connection there that <laughs> a lot of music is kind of missing now because you mean lyrically i can't think all the fucking lyrics of a lot of this so certainly the big mainstream stuff you know like it's just i mean it's just a lot of it's drizzle you have to really dig it's, to find it's all it. yeah it's it's just puff it's it's fluff it's marshmallow fluff it doesn't make you know? it doesn't make you feel <laughs> think anything you know and it's like that's it's like when you go and watch these films today all these like big films they, they don't make you think or feel anything they're just it's just the same bullshit over and over again and it's like I don't see how anyone can deny that that's what it is. They just give you the same bullshit, slightly repackaged differently, just to keep you just there, like in a trance, you know, like sure. it's a trance of like entertainment. It's like so boring. 
Um, now, when I was listening, you, you, now what's very interesting about your marketing or not marketing, I don't want to use that word, but like, like whatever, per, your, your, uh, <laughs> your promote, whatever the way, cause again, if you're trying to be a band, you have to think about these things. The same thing. I'm a filmmaker. And mm. you know, if, if you, if someone says, what's your movie about, you can't sit there and give them a paragraph. You have to have a sentence ready. My movie okay. is about this X, Y, Z, one, two, three, ABC. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. And so, you know, you guys say that you are the bastard. You're the bastard one night. No, you're the bastard product of a one night stand between the Ramones and the Strokes. And I think that's a really good thing for people who are not more, I think, familiar with some of the sonic shit you're doing. Because when sure. I heard you, the very first thing that came to mind, and I say this in the most flattering way, yeah. is uh, fucking Jay Retard, man. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah. Really, I dude. Oh, oh we 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 were like we're big fans. Okay, big, good, big good. Fans. Because yeah. Blood Visions is the other yeah. album besides Blood Visions. <laughs> One of the Visions. greatest records ever made. Oh, John. What of the greatest records ever made, my man, right there. Did you know what's really the, fun? the other night, um, I, I was actually watching the live at the cake shop thing on, oh, uh, on oh, youtube and it's one of the one of the best live sets one of ever, the best man. live it's, sets ever when he's like get off my fucking well. pedal yeah. motherfucker <laughs> exactly i think that i think I'm, i've probably watched that like 10 times at least you oh, know like, it's amazing I compulsively it's flawless compulsively watch yeah. that sorry go we, ahead. we funny funny enough when we first when, when me and will were originally talking about because will text me at our guitar one of our guitarists out of uh Whenever this was like twenty, he's the guy with the brown hair, right? He's not the blonde. There's a blonde guy who came later. Yeah, yeah, right? that's yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Like, uh, so the other guy, hair. yeah. Okay, yeah. got but it, got he, it. Yeah, yeah, he did have blonde hair for a bit though. It's a bit fuck. Them, them two always changing their hair. It's a bit, <laughs> it's a bit of a sort of. He got MK Ultra. Yeah, <laughs> but, um, but no, but he, he, we were talking about start, starting a band, which is what this band became. And uh, he sent me. He said he kept talking about this Jay Retard guy, and I'd never heard of him. And he was saying like, oh, there's this guy, blah, blah, blah. And like, every time he comes on on my shuffle, like it bursts my fucking eardrums because it's like, it's so like, just like horrible, yeah. loud. It's so much louder <laughs> than everything. And I was, and I remember him saying this to me so many times. And like, I didn't listen to it straight away. And then eventually I listened to it. And I was like, I felt like I'd never heard anything like it before. And I was like, what is, like, this is just, because it's so catchy, but it's so aggressive. And I was just like, fuck man, this is like the combination of like everything that I love in one thing. <laughs> so the sad thing about that cake shop video and what kills me, uh, you know, I, I'm from New York, right? Mm. I live right, I sit right above Manhattan. Yeah. And I was going to shows. I was going to shows that whole time when he, every time, like when that cake shop show happened, I could have gone to that show. I could have oh. been there. And oh. I just, it was not on my radar at the time. Yeah. I, a few, like literally two years later is what opened me up to the whole modern garage rock scene yeah. with, you know, was no bunny. I had listened to the mummies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I listened yeah. to the mummies uh, and then I listened yeah. to no bunny. Yeah. And I listened to King Kong and the barbecue show. And those, yeah. And Jay Retard and those things yeah. and the oblivion. I think we had the same kind of gateway, yeah. to be honest, man. Like, yeah, that's yeah, awesome. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Um, but but what when I hear, first of all, the drumming, when immediately I'm listening to the drumming on Bad Nerves, mm. just all the songs, all the songs, it is that is the drumming, that that yeah. ferocity, that energy, um, yeah. you that is not Ramones. You may think nice. it's Ramones, that is the fucking yeah. drummer. From yeah. Jay Retard, man. Yeah, like they, I feel like Ramon sort of started it, and then Jay, sure, Jay sure. Retard took it to that far. Like you yeah. know, it's all related. Yeah. It's all related. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but it's yeah, but, definitely. 
to my ear. That Bill, Billy Hayes was playing on that um that cake shop one. Billy, guy from Waves, yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah he, yes. he, he kills that set, man. And you know what? It's unbelievable like, drumming. He's playing it so he, they playing it so much faster than a record, which I love. It's like yeah, yeah. yeah. The no breaks either. Yeah, Blood Visions. Blood Visions, baby. That song, My Shadow, like that whole oh, album, yeah. like just yeah, I yeah. get I get so pumped up. Like I just get yeah, so well, for true. it makes me like a rabid dog. I get ferocious <laughs> listening yeah, to those songs. And um uh you know who you might like, you should check out Wolfface, who's also a uh, they're down in Florida. Um I, I consider them friends. Their music it doesn't. Uh, their their music is very inspired, and uh, they do. They actually it was funny because I was like, I was like, this is a great band. I love this band. And then a, a cover of "I Am a Girlfriend" by No Bunny comes on, <laughs> and I go, oh, this band is my band. Like this, <laughs> because they're they fucking. I was like, that okay, you guys know, well. yes. And I was like, you guys know what's up. And so because I missed Jay Retard and he, you know, he died so young, every time nobody would come into town, I was like, I'm going to go to every single nobody show, which is what I did yeah, yeah. until. In case he dies. <laughs> yeah, well, or, in, or, impl or implodes. And, and it was the latter of the two, which was, yeah. again, heartbreaking. But that's that album that when I'm listening to Bad Nerves, I'm going, okay, so it's the, it's, you have Jay Retard. But then here's the thing. Obviously, there's the Strokes vibe. Like you definitely, you guys have a Strokes vibe for sure. But um, there is, hard, dude, no, there's yeah. so much Buzzcocks in you guys as yeah, well. Yeah, I yeah. hear Buzzcocks, man. I mean, we, we love the Buzzcocks. So. Fuck yeah, dude, that's great. Yeah. Uh, as a matter of fact, um, that all the lyrical content, particularly like the fact that you know what's interesting about the Buzzcocks too is that the Buzzcocks are almost like this punkish version of the Beatles from 1964. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I hear, I hear in your melodies, your melodies are super Beatly, man. Like the Beatles. <laughs> there's, there's, had... there's a reason for that. <laughs> really? Really? Yeah. Please explain. There's a big reason for that. Well, actually, no. Well, fun, <laughs> just fun, funnily enough, like a lot of, a lot. I, I didn't get properly into the Beatles until a lot later. Um, like I, I, I like I, I listened to like when I was younger, like my dad and stuff would play like Bowie and shit like that. And uh, I didn't, I the Beatles were like one of those bands who were so big and so like you know, every, everyone knew who the Beatles were or whatever, but I, I never really gave them the time until I was a bit older. And when, when I first, finally started listening to them, I mean, they're my favorite band ever now. Uh, like, but when, when we did, uh, when we did the this record, I hadn't really like. I hadn't really properly got gotten into them at the time, and now now since since that first record, I listened to the Beatles. They're like just non-stop for for basically since we recorded this first album. I've listened to the Beatles non-stop, and I've I've covered the whole of Abbey Road in a Bad Nerves style. I've done like oh really? Oh, you need to hear yeah. it. You need to oh hear shit. It. You need to hear it. Yo, Paul Best. McCartney, John as a bass player, Paul McCartney. Oh. Oh. Like you know what's funny? Nobody ever. Everybody always talks about bass players. Like nobody knows. That Paul McCartney, there you go, there you go. What is that? Beatles oh, that's the songbook. Just <laughs> learning, learning all of it. Oh my God! So you know what's fucking crazy? So you know what's crazy about Paul McCartney's bass playing that nobody ever wants to talk about or nobody like. First of all, you got to go on YouTube and you got to listen to Isolated Bass on Abbey Road all the way oh. through with Paul McCartney because oh, it's fucking album. insane. That album, man. It's it's the best. It's it's on it. It's so good. He but what's amazing is dumb. It's like weird, man. I don't get it. But he doesn't repeat yeah. himself on later yeah, yeah. shit. He just is like, I'm never gonna. He's the fucking rhythm. He's the fucking yeah, bass yeah, player. Yeah. He doesn't. He's just like, I'm just gonna subversively write a song 
yeah. underneath George Harrison's song. Yeah. <laughs> You're so fucking crazy with that, like Abbey Road album, like because I was like, you know, like we were talking about uh, like earlier, like well, I was obviously listening to them on Spotify when I was getting into them, and I saw, and I've got a bunch of their records now. But when I was first listening to them, I didn't have any of the records, and I would listen to Abbey Road like you know in its entirety, just like so often, probably mm. probably nearly every day, and for for the for ages, I didn't like, I didn't really grasp like the track listing you know like big performer because from about halfway i was listening to it and i thought like it was all because it sounds like one big song right and then you I, don't think of it as a record yeah. you don't think about the, yeah, the yeah, a, yeah. a side b side yeah and you look at it you look at the track listing and you realize that pretty much the whole second half of that album every song is about a minute long and they all blend into each other and i was like snippets that blew my fucking mind. Like even like with this second record <laughs> doing now, I'm just like I'm just sitting here thinking like I've got like loads of little ideas where they're not whole songs, but I've got some really cool bits. And I think, well, if I can't turn that into a song, I'm just gonna make it into a medley like Abbey Road did. You know what? <laughs> yes, think, so it's cool. already happened. It's already yeah. happened. So cool, okay, man. just when I didn't think I could like Bad Nerves anymore, <laughs> Bad Nerves admits because you know it's not cool to admit that you like the Beatles today. It's like, oh, oh you, oh they're so yeah. oh, popular. It's like fuck it's you, not. man. The Beatles are the goat for a fucking reason. I love my Jay Richard. I love fucking Misfits. I love the Mummies. I love the Ramones. I love all these bad Iggy and the Stooges. All of it, but. I, you know, it's funny, John, you say you watch my show because John told me before we started the show that he actually was familiar. He recognized, I'm a subscriber. I guess, I'm a subscriber, <laughs> a fuck, the, the guy from the bad nerve subscribes to my channel because he likes the, that I talk about the misfits. If you think I could talk about the misfits, I could like the misfits, my, my knowledge of the misfits pales to my knowledge of the Beatles. That's, pretty, that's, that's, that's a pretty insane claim. I am, I am. I am a voracious, and if you watch, I did. Um, I actually did a breakdown of, of uh, what's it called? Let it be. Uh, the no, sorry, the Get Back series. I did. It's tw I, it might be twelve hours long. It's divided into three parts, and it's. I went through. I watched all. No, no, no. Sorry, it's eight hours. It's eight hours long, and I watched the entire series, and I took notes, and then we went over. You know, I've read a lot of books about the Beatles. So, like, oh, again, yeah. like, if you want to read a really great book about the Beatles, again, it's this is the 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 relationship, the chemistry side, not the musical side of things. Yeah, yeah. Fascinating story. You never give me your money by uh, Peter. Fuck, what's his name? Peter something. And yeah. he, the book starts really with Brian Epstein dying, and sure. it is a fascinating look about all the times that the Beatles almost reunited through the seventies and all wow. the dealings That's and all sick. the business stuff. Yeah. And like a lot yeah. of, sal some of it's salacious and some of it yeah. is like, uh, you know, take it with a grain of salt kind of bullshit. Yeah, but yeah. this guy is super well-researched and he goes into all sorts of in and outs. Um, I don't know why I'm talking about this. Just that I love like, the Beatles as called? much as I love the, the Misfits. Uh, oh, it's called, you never give me, I'll, I'll email it to jazz. If you never you give never me, give me yeah, it's you never give me your money. And, um, you know, the originally Abbey Road was going to be called Everest and they were going to take oh. a photo on the on the top of Everest. And then they were like, <laughs> they were like, fuck it. Let's just go outside. <laughs> let's just go outside. <laughs> but think about how iconic I know. This, it is. And it was just an afterthought. But it probably died up there. Yeah, well, oh, yeah, could have. I mean, it's if you get stranded, it, right? if you get stranded on the side of Everest and they can't get to you, I, I, you're I've fucked. been down all the rabbit holes and all the all the bodies left on Everest, man. I, I love all that shit. Insane, insane <laughs> yeah, situations. Right. I read, uh, I, read um, I read George Martin's biography actually, um, just because he was like a huge part of the Beatles. Sure, you know, like, it's the fifth Beatle, one of them. 
Yeah, I mean, like, because, you know, there's a, when you're first getting into the Beatles, whatever, you know, you hear the thing like, oh, he was the fifth Beatle, and you think, oh, you know, you haven't gone deep enough to really care who George, uh, uh, I fucking forgot his name now. What's his George name? Martin. George Martin. Yeah. You know, you haven't, you haven't gone deep enough to sort of like care too much. And then as you go deeper, you're like, you start to realize the role that he played and like sure. how talented he was as well. And you sort of think, so I was reading his biography, just like, just trying to know more about the sort of technical side of what they did, you know, because they, like, it's groundbreaking shit, man. It's nuts. I have a recommendation. Okay. I have a recommendation for both of you. And again, th this, it's super weird. I, so I don't like, I'm not into sports. Sports is not my thing. Music uh, is my thing. The music, bands oh. are my thing. That bands are my sports. I read a book about recording uh, engineering, and I know jack shit about recording engineering. Uh, yeah. Jeffrey Emmerich, you yeah. never give me your money. No, sorry, uh, sorry. You're there everywhere. <laughs> it's the same as the other one. <laughs> oh my God! No, it's oh my called. God. It's called. Um, it's called here, there, and everywhere. My time oh, yeah. recording the Beatles. This was oh. the engineer. He was there from Very Please good. Please Me. He wasn't the engineer yet. And he was there all the way. He recorded Band on the Run with uh, Paul and, oh. and Lagos. Oh, sick. I right. mean, he was there for, I think he left during the White Album sessions because shit just got really toxic or whatever. But he was there for everything. And so what would happen is, and this is like the beauty of melding technical aesthetic with uh, artistic creativity. John Lennon would be like, hey, I want to sound like uh, a thousand monks chanting on the top of a mountain. And Jeffrey Emmerich, because the Beatles are like, the Beatles could do whatever the fuck they it. want, right? Yeah, yeah. They yeah. just like, it's like John Lennon goes, I want to sound like a fucking monk chanting, or John Lennon goes, I'm really lazy. I don't want to double track. I don't want to uh, do my vocals yeah, yeah. again. Yeah. So they just, they just delayed it by like a millisecond and they accidentally invented uh, double track recording. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like the Beatles, like the the pioneer, the techniques that they pioneered yeah. in the studio, and it's detailed yeah, right. in this book from this yeah. guy's perspective who was yeah. there. And Man. you know, some of it has been disproven that like he's like kind of like an embellisher a little bit, but it is absolutely an astounding read for anybody who's into the Beatles, for anybody who yeah, understands yeah. recording to, uh, music. What do you say, Jeffrey? Well, Jeffrey, Jeffrey Emmerich. Emmerich. I'll, I'll I'll email. I'll I'll send you a link. I'll I'll refer. Yeah, yeah. I'll send all this stuff. Christmas, in an email is, Christmas is coming up, mate. Christmas yeah. is coming yeah. up. Well, I, um, um, I you have to read that book if you are into yeah. the I Beatles will. and recording and whatnot. It's just it's fucking fast. Like just the idea of how they would record on Revolver. Like the idea that like for Tomorrow Never Knows, like Ringo Starr essentially invented like like drum loop sampling. You know, nice. but by doing it live, the idea that they like they created sound collages using little tape loops and they had to like they had to like yeah. synchronize all these different machines to all yeah, yeah, work yeah. together at the same crazy. fucking time. Just no. to, oh, it's fucking and all crazy. That all that magic of all that stuff that they had to do to do all this crazy shit. And you sort of think, and this was before phones were there. So nobody was like getting bored. And yeah. looking at this fucking phone. <laughs> yeah, everybody's like. Everybody's really like in it. They're weird. They're mind, like trying. How do we do this? Blah, blah, blah. It's just amazing. And now you sort of now today, like everything's made on a fucking laptop. Everyone would be on their phone, wouldn't they? If that documentary yeah. is made. Yeah, tonight. exactly. Yeah. It's well, what's crazy? The craziest part of all is that Sergeant Pepper, which everybody yeah. is like the zenith, the, the peak, whatever. I'm yeah. I'm always been a white album guy, but Sergeant Pepper, yeah. um, which everybody white goes is like, right? Yeah, of course, Abbey Road. Um, Sergeant Pepper was recorded on four tracks. I know, isn't that crazy? Recorded on four tracks, That's and people insane. who don't, people don't understand. Like, possible? for anybody who listens to this and doesn't understand how fucking insane that is, it's insane. Which, if you want to create more room, 
You have to bake all the shit you did. You have to bounce it down to one track and (laughs) go sacrifice a generation of quality. Exactly. So like, oh, we want some extra harps. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But it's it's it's, and that album is you know if you listen to that and like and you and you understand enough to know how limiting four track recording is, it is it boggles the mind. Sure. Imagine imagine being there like if you could just go (sighs) back. And just be a fly on the wall and watch them do that because you'd be like, that's the great thing. That's the thing. Problem is, I think a big problem now is that we don't have any limitations anymore. And because right. you don't, because you don't, because you can do everything on your computer and you can make it sound amazing. Yeah. There's no limitations. It's almost like you've been spoiled, so you don't have to really try. Blah blah blah. And like that kind of lack of having to make an effort bleeds into every part of the creative process. And before you know it, you're just watching telly because you can't be asked. This is what <laughs> film. This is uh, you know, particularly in filmmaking, when people you know, again, there are many ad advantages. I wouldn't have been able to make any films if it wasn't for you know digital technology because I just oh, yeah, can't course, suddenly yeah. afford. It. However, oh, yeah. there is a truth. There is like I hate to use. I sounds this sounds so stupid, but there's there is a truth to the idea of shooting on actual film and you know we only have this much film that then all of a sudden because we only have this much film we can't get coverage which means that we need to compose our shots we can't just shoot on on a bunch of different angles actually yeah yeah. we have to actually creatively think of interesting ways to get the composition because we have to get it all on this little all on this this reel you know exactly and it's like so it's like if you went in the studio it's like right guys you can only record these parts twice or once sure you know, i mean you, you would practice you would like sure you, you yeah, would, pre- you would yeah. prepare you know and that's the thing we don't have to prepare a- anything now and it's like it's it's i think it's uh but it also it- has its benefit listen it, it's it, it it like any technology it has its pluses and it has its minuses of course, and, of course. you know like the i know that the idea like when you're recording to tape mm. when you're recording to tape on you know in as a musicians yeah. There are some, there are some, the, the, back in the day, if you had to get a guitar solo, you had like three tries to do it. Because if you yeah, did yeah. it too many times on the same piece of tape, you just fuck, yeah. you just fuck up, right? Like Exactly. exactly. And that's what, that's what I love. That's what I love when you listen to like so many of the, you know, sort of bad, like Iggy and the Stooge. Like there's so many mm. records and you listen. Funhouse. Like, Funhouse yeah, was all done live. Yeah. There's so many, like, there's so many things where it's like. That's because you can do it and do any like take or whatever it is as many times as you want. You, can, you don't even have to record. You can just do it on the computer with fake instruments now. Like you can do sure. all that shit. Like the human element is just, it's gone. It's a thing of the yeah. part. Like, it's completely gone. I, I love gone. mistakes left in music. Yeah. Like, I, I prefer it. I, yeah. I, I want the we, final record to have loads of mistakes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> sort of, there's, there's something really missing now in, uh, in you know this sort of the way we people record and stuff you know and, and I, I mean I I'm talking from experience I I grew up sure. with, with with all obviously all the tech most of the technology I went to and did music tech or whatever is in college uh, and all that shit blah 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 and like I grew up doing everything on a computer in this really rigid way and like and that was just all I ever knew and I, I couldn't believe that anybody would just go in a studio and play it live that's how like sort of lost I was for, for my younger years like didn't really understand it and then. Uh, and then you have to sort of unlearn that stuff because you realize like even though it serves a purpose and it can be great for some things this whole digital freedom doing that stuff like there's a lot of things that you do lose and uh and i think they're you important. lose the human element the swing yeah the, the swing yeah. right yeah the push and pull of the tempo like i've been doing some tracks like when i used to demo stuff i used to you know write, do some random stuff and i'd be like what tempo do i want it and i would set up a metronome you know and all that sort of shit and that's what i would always do it like that and to th- these days, I don't do that. I just do it purely by how does it feel. 
And, wow. and, and then if I want to use a metronome in a studio to do it again later on, I build the metronome around what was played in the demo, you know, if that, if I like it like that, you know, and it's, uh, and that way you sort of keep so much of the human element. But for years, I couldn't fathom doing stuff without a metronome. And now I'm like, what was I thinking? <laughs> like, it's, it's good for some things, but not for everything, you know? I have to recommend to both you and John, you guys have to check out, I don't know if you guys are Pixies fans, but- yeah, yeah, like Okay, so the guy from the Pixies who writes all the music, he, his name is uh, Black Francis. He changed his name to Frank Black and he did a, had a solo career. And when he had this band called Frank Black and the Catholics, they, he, got, he went from recording, he went from doing multi-track recording the way that you know, people did uh, casually, indie or not. Yeah. And he would, all, all of his uh, solo records are recorded on two-track tape that he would do in a mobile recording studio. That's pretty, that's pretty cool though, isn't it? Bro, yeah. you have to listen to, so so get on Spotify when you get off here and listen yeah. to some of those Frank Black and the Catholics. Uh, listen right. to listen to Frank Black um, uh, uh, Honeycomb. Listen to, and you know, again, his, he's got more of like a country twang sound. He went from, they went from being, you know, you know what the Pixies sound like, but yeah, 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 for sure. he, he veered off in his own direction. But what's truly remarkable, uh, particularly, I would say, listen to Pistolero was a great record. Um, what's amazing, though, is that when you're listening to that, whatever you listen to of Frank Black, all of it's live, meaning every single, they very seldomly ever did an overdub. And yeah. All of it was done on two track live to tape because he believed in, in this uh, very uh, uh, precise studio setting, but he believed, and the reason why Honeycomb is so great is because he got a bunch of old school, kind of like the Wrecking Crew, I don't know who they are, but like old school musicians from like Tennessee or something, I forget where, uh, to knock out these songs. And when you hear the precision and the tightness of this band, you have to think about how they, got to that place and yeah. you will yeah. just i think you guys particularly would really really appreciate that yeah that's cool man yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. check that out check that out I which brings me to my next question sorry john what were you gonna say john go ahead no no, no i think it was wrong yeah, it's me. No, I, was, oh. I was just i was just gonna say uh i think it just made me think what she was talking about that how like because like this sort of you know i think young kids there's this sort of strive for perfection you know like i mean i used to have that when i was when i was younger when i was first trying to record i would spend like just so much time trying to record things and sing things like perfectly and all this crap and like because you hear so much modern music that is done so perfectly you know and sure. like you're sort of, if, you, if you're one of these people who didn't grow up in a household where you you had access to some of these records that weren't recorded you know sort of so perfectly or whatever like you sort of you don't almost don't realize that it's the imperfections is what makes it good most of the time once you take once you suck all of that out and it's all perfect on the computer you sort of it doesn't it just sounds fake you know and you sort of think like you spend all that time and kids spend all that time trying to trying to reach this level of perfection that isn't real and you sort of think you know it's kind of uh, i don't know sort of dangerous i think that's what made jerry retard so good though isn't it i remember yeah. uh listening to a thing talking about he recorded his first thing on some kitchen pots and pans yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Got, got like, like that's the sort of thing that kids should be doing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Making a drum kit out of pots and pans. Yeah. And not doing it on yeah, exactly. Just do it like that. You don't when you that. hear, when you listen to those solo records and you hear some of the, you know, all the hand claps, which by the way, you guys have buried down on some of your songs. You got a little hand clap action. Yeah, a little, yeah, yeah. little yeah. bit. Um, 
<laughs> no, it's great. It's fucking great, man. Uh, which brings me, okay, so now you guys open your set sometimes, at least right now, at least, I don't know, more, I, I don't know when, what period this is. You guys like to open with Mad Mind, which is one of my favorite fucking songs. I mean, just love that song so much. Um, you open with Mad Mind, but you made this decision where you all stand. I mean, you, you have... know what? It's, it's not an opener. It's not an opener. Yeah. That's, not that's, halfway, that's halfway through. Halfway yeah. through, yeah. <laughs> I thought that was an opening of the set. And then you go like this. Yeah, yeah. Now that we do that then right in the middle because, uh, you know, what? we need to take a breather. Yeah. Oh, I yeah, thought yeah. that was, I was like, oh, they're opening the, I took that when I would watch them live because I was always looking for those yeah. ones. I was always looking for dreaming. Yeah, yeah. There's a I lot mean, of Baby Drummer. Cool. Baby Drummer seems to be a very popular song. I love Baby Drummer. Baby Drummer's great, but it's not like for yeah. me, like if I have to pick a handful of songs uh, yeah. above the rest, it's fucking Mad Mind, Dreaming, Terminal Boy, uh, Electric yeah. 88. Like, yeah. oh, it's just. Kind of the same as as, as us actually. I mean that really? like, I love I love Baby. I, I all of us love all the songs on the album. But sure, sure, sure. Do, I mean, me and John, me and John, and always loved Mad Mad Mind was our favorite. It probably is our favorite. Yeah. If I had to pick one to listen don't to, don't stop. Beat, I think at the moment, I think Mad Mind, don't yeah. stop are my two oh, yeah. favorites. I love you guys posted the the lyrics of mm. of as you were writing the lyrics. Yeah, and yeah, I left yeah, a comment. Yeah. Somebody responded to my comment. Yeah. Uh, I left a comment yeah. about how much I love that song on your on your yeah. Instagram because I was like looking through your Instagram and stuff. Yeah. Um, I've got a it's funny you say that. Oh, where are they? I found a load of the old lyrics from from when the not all of them, but from when some of them were being written. I and I kept them with the intention of posting them as well. But uh bang around to it. <laughs> Wait, so the the break, so the space with mad mind. So that yeah. is done as like a breather. But what's interesting about it is well, that yeah. it doubles up as a breather. We didn't do it because of that. We did it. <laughs> we did it because we thought it was cool. But then we, we were like, oh, it's so up. cool. It's, it's so fucking cool. Well. Dude, yeah. it like sets everything up. It makes you, it coils up the audience like a spring exactly. trap. And then you tell, you you let the band know. You go, one, two, three, four. And then you just launch yeah. into the song. And you Some, know, sometimes you are... he does it for so long, though. Sometimes that's he, awesome. He drag I love it that. Out. I love like, that. I think like the longest was like two minutes or something. That's where amazing. It went on forever. <laughs> it went like, on funny for thing so is, long. If, if, if the crowd, if the if it's like you, every now and then you have a gig. Sometimes they're, they're normally festivals. You know, sometimes you have a festival gig. There'll be a lot of people, but it's not necessarily your crowd or whatever. Sure. Yeah, you know, and you sort of stand there. And it's like okay, well, you know, if people aren't going to get involved in this, then I'm just going to stand here for a while and just see what happens you know just you just wait to see what the reaction will be just to sort of wind them up a bit <laughs> now you know i all right so interesting observations um first of all i i'm really glad that you got rid of the guitar because you are you're a phenomenal front man i mean that's you, you just you rock it as the front man what's interesting about john yeah. I, I i love that john john is like he's like a statue he just stands <laughs> in one place and um, what's interesting is you guys are playing at breakneck fucking speed, and John never looks. He has such a poker face. He's got his fucking glasses on. He's got the cool fucking jacket. He's got the cool ass earring, and he's just standing there. And it's like he's not even breaking a sweat as you guys are going breakneck. That, fucking that was speed. years of practice because for Bro, the first yeah, few years, man. for the first few years, I said I'm always playing a leather jacket because of obviously Dee Dee. Yes. And so I taught myself I taught myself to hold that sweat in. <laughs> but but now that ja that that jacket is no more. It it, it could, it could it. wear me. Yeah. Really? yeah. Dude, yeah, you're just standing there. Your fucking wrist must be because he's not really moving his here's the other thing that's interesting about John is John doesn't move his arm. 
He's just yeah. really moving his wrist, much like the Ramones. Here's the secret. Yeah, yeah. You know, his base is so low. Yes, he keeps his base low. But what's interesting is, and this is, again, secret the secret weapon of the Ramones that people don't realize, and I think this goes with both, maybe not with Didi, but it definitely goes with, with Johnny and Marky slash Tommy, particularly Marky. Marky's drum. Marky perfected the wrist technique that Tommy had mm. invented. But what's interesting is it's the idea of the wrist. It's the wrist. All the fucking wrist, all the power comes from the wrist. And John, yeah. seemingly, again, not a bass player, not a musician, just from watching you on YouTube. Yeah, it seems like all of that shit, all of that shit is in your wrist. Is there any truth to that? Yeah, no, it, it definitely is. Because I, I don't think you can, like, thrash about and be that accurate. Do you know what I mean? Right, like, like you see all... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like but, like, I mean, like, like, they downstroke, like, everything. And, like, downstroking all bad nerve stuff would be near on impossible to, oh my to do. Oh, my God. Or, like, oh. don't stop would be impossible. <laughs> but, like, we, yeah. we, we try and do the downstrokes live when we can to, as a kind of, like, homage to... To all yeah. that, you know. I mean, John, John, John jumps around. John's got the fucking jumps, fucking. Yeah, down. he yeah. does. Yes, on occasion, John gets really excited and he jumps <laughs> up. He does. You do. You do, John. You do jump. He's got the jumps just, for, just for the camera. You're right. No, that's true. You're right. You're right. But he, he jumped, I got a bit excited at a gig the other night, and I almost started doing a little bit of a John jump, and I got and I got scared, so I stopped. <laughs> Yo, listen, when you jump, you jump wrong, man. You're, you're oh, it's a fishbone show. Oh, that'll fuck up your spine, I mean, I, man. You can jump off the kick drum, but jumping on the spot is a, is a whole no, whole other thing, that is. <laughs> when you did that in that dreaming video, when you get up on that fucking drum riser and come down, like, that's the video, like, if you guys don't need need a video to sell your band because your band is just fucking, like, awesome, but <laughs> if if you needed to sort of like be like if some if i had to share like a video of the bad nerves mm. i would just share that video because i'd be like i feel like that it, it shows you kind of in a live setting you're yeah. playing live um it's one of my favorite songs of yours it just it, it all sort of uh works works together in that yeah. kind of way what i wanted to ask you about tell me about the backing vocals on and coming to the the backing vocals, they kind of have this weird sort of effect or filter on them. It's like you're, you're good. It's a really weird thing, but it's really awesome. It's like everything's like ah, that's terrible. Yeah. But you know what I mean. Like it's this weird. What are you doing? What's going on? <laughs> I think uh, well, there's there's a certain like sound like, like we're quite like that that nasally sort of like yeah, that's what it yeah. is. It's well, so yeah. interesting. Yeah, because otherwise, because if you just but like go, a lot of like oh. the kind of early punk stuff was all nasally, you know, Jay Rita was kind of nasally as well, isn't yep. it? Like, yeah. there's just something about there's something about like if, if you if you took those dreaming backing vocals and you went, you know, oh, oh, <laughs> right, you'd be like, God, this sounds crap. So, so like, a choir. Like, yeah, right. Sort of you, it, it makes it snotty. Yeah, it makes it snotty. Yeah, it gives it like it just it just sits better. It sounds cooler. I don't know. It's just like a bit more interesting, you know. I, I really love it. And, you know, the, another thing, we've talked about some of the, the musical stuff, but also the vocal melodies are so fucking fascinating on all of these friggin' tracks, man. Like, the, the way that you guys have such a grasp on vocal melody, mm -hmm. and um, it, just, it, it, it just adds so much to the song. So it's like you have all these elements. So it's like, yes, I understand. And, you know, I, I, I know why you guys are, like, in your PR thing, whatever, in your, whatever, the thing, the, 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 yeah. the, 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 the statement, it says power pop. And I understand why 
and <laughs> the approach. And again, like, you know, especially when you think about talk about the Beatles and stuff, the Beatles, you know, oh, cool. are pop and yeah, clearly yeah. there's some Beatles in there and stuff. Um, mm. But like, I do not see, I mean, I do not, that's not what I see when I see your band. I see like, I don't know how to describe it. It's just, it's, you've, you have synthesized a sound from so many interesting like places yeah. and it's just i i really think that you are poised for a, a big fucking splash man i really really do i really really do yeah well we we we, you know some of those things we sort of uh we really love the the music i mean we but we, this is the first time we've ever done something where it seems like the people who who hear it and then like it they like it and connect with it the same way we do and that's like really cool obviously really really fucking cool we didn't really we've never really had that before you know so it's yeah, kind yeah. Of, we kind of accidentally stumbled across this sort of um i mean we, the the influences are obvious but it's sort of come out it feels like we managed to come out of something you that, made something original from the influences and that's what's yeah, so fucking yeah. great I, th I feel like i mean i never used to think that but now i sort of listen to other bands and stuff and i feel like you know there's there's not i can't think of many I can't think of any current bands that sound. I know bands that sound have similarities, but like, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I wouldn't say we're the most original band ever, but I like to think we've we've done something. A it's a little bit original. That you've done something fresh. Well, which here's what you've done. You've done. You've taken a bunch of different like like sort of um, sonic aesthetics, and yeah. you've done something. You've cr you've crafted fresh, interesting um, songs with yeah. them and that's what and it's really you know that's really what where where to where to sort of um put the focus and here's now here's what here's my question so you decided to record the album independently mm -hmm. um what does that exactly mean when you you didn't so you didn't you don't have you never signed a record deal per se well, we you have, just did we it have. yourself oh you yeah, have so now we, you have yeah now. so we, we signed we've we signed um but only like small, you know, like we were signed to a really cool label called Suburban Records in um in uh, Netherlands, like okay. a really small, small little independent um place, like great, great people. Um, So we did that, but we never the album. We, we uh, I can't remember the what the exact details of the, the deal were, but I think it was only, it was only one one album. Um, and uh, yeah, and we obviously we paid our friend to to sort of record it for us properly and whatever. And um. And but yeah, be beyond that, we we haven't really. Well, ever I think had... I think a lot of it as well is like whenever we've gone to like other producers and things like that, it's just not like they can be like amazing producers, but it's like we know the sound that it should sound like, and we know that if we go with Mike, our friend, then we're gonna get that. You know, with with Bobby there looking over it all and stuff, we're gonna That's get exactly we, what yeah. we we want me, me, rather than me, wasting me. people's time. You know. Yeah. Me and Mike, me when when me when we did that album, when we first recorded it. All we were going by was the the the, the demos that, I, that we did in here, which was like just me and Will, like just and I've died. I'm not a mixer. Like I mix things for fun, but I'm not like I wouldn't. I'm not like I wouldn't say I'm good enough. Whatever the fuck that means. <laughs> I, I certainly didn't have the skills to make it sound how I wanted this band to sound. But I knew. Holy I made shit! It. Whoever mixed and mastered this fucking album is yeah. a genius. Oh, well, we got it mastered at Abbey Road. <laughs> oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. uh, I know, but the funny thing is that's not because like you know we had sort of help or anything we funnily enough our manager was good friends and and the uh, mate who mixed it were good friends with a guy who's from our small little town who happens to be a mastering engineer at abbey road so mental shit like, yeah. and he's a fucking meant to be. where are you guys from 
We're from sort of, we, we originally said we were from London. We were actually from out just outside of London in a place called Essex. But just when like we started, me, just like yeah. me, right outside of the big city. Exactly. Yeah. It's just, I know Essex. We, sure. Yeah. When we started, we um we we didn't think anyone would ever fucking hear his band, so we thought we won't say we're from Essex because no, yeah, London. Let's just say London sounds a bit cooler. Chicago <laughs> land area. I'm from the Chicago, yeah. even though I'm ninety yeah. fucking minutes outside of Chicago. Yeah, Chicago <laughs> land area. Exactly. Um, but yeah, no, so we got we mastered Abbey Road and then like with that whole album, like we recorded it and then I just because me and Mike were such good friends, we we were able to spend so much more time mm. sitting together using like his sort of technical prowess mixed with my kind of knowing how I wanted it to sound based on the demos we'd done. And then we kind of just mashed those two worlds together and it's sort of uh and it took quite a while. Like, There's quite a lot of like quite a lot of uh in fact it took we recorded the album in april 2018 and it didn't get we didn't finish it wasn't finished until nearly two years later when and it came out in 2020 so wow because we, we weren't mixing for two years but there was so much time between i was trying to re-record bits like vocals like i've got a funny picture actually um which i which i've been meaning to post which is a picture of my desk in my bedroom at the time and i, li I was living in this haunted crappy horrible pub and I had this huge room and like this is how DIY it was and I just had my laptop with like this fucking preamp and a microphone I just and that's where I recorded all the vocals <laughs> just like in this you want to know something yeah you know you know the bad brains right yeah yeah yeah, so yeah you know how sure. they recorded sacred love no. HR was in jail <laughs> oh yeah down the phone down the yep. phone right? they had to do it yeah. John's right they had yeah. to so they they had one last song to do they had book time HR had to go to jail and they ranged it with the guards. They said they put the re receiver outside. He was like barred in and like the receipt somewhere like <laughs> hit the receiver. And they put the receiver right up next to the mic that, in the it? fucking studio. <laughs> and when you hear that filter, that that baby, 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 that's yeah. just him on the fucking phone. That's not an effect. Um, and that's, that's why who fucking cares? Like, that's so much more interesting. Yeah. That's well, the best use of a phone ever. Ever. Here's another, here's another crazy one for you. I, I've been talking about this a lot. This is a revelation. Now, the Bad Brains, they got their name from the Ramones song, Bad Brain. Now, if recently, you, actually. Yeah, so if you listen to Bad Brain yeah. at twice the speed, because they thought... They put the record on at what is it? Uh, there, there's 33, 70 something, 45, and then 70 or something like that. They put it on twice as fast as the record is supposed to be played. Yeah, yeah. And if you listen to it, and I listen, this is just my ear. I'm not saying that this is the truth. You will hear attitude by the bad brains when you. Put oh, on. for real? Yeah. For when real? You listen to bad I, brain. I I'm not, it's not exact. It's not exact. Yeah. But the point is, the legend of the story is that they said all of our music should sound this fast and ferocious. Yeah, yeah. And when you hear that song, you can almost go, oh, that's where they got inspired to do yeah. Attitude. And that's where well, I want to think is... that they yeah, got yeah. the... <laughs> See, that's why that's I'm subscribed to your channel for factoids like that, man. That's yeah. a good one. Factoid. I can't believe you're fucking subscribed to my channel. This is yeah, so cool. Because yeah. I got to yeah. tell you, and then let me ask you this about, and this is what, to bring us back to Spotify for a minute, because again, I know this is a touchy subject with musicians, um, especially, I I get it, but like at the same time, like, you know, and I understand like, you know, it just, it's hard to fucking, it's hard to get paid for the shit that you make creatively at this, in this day and age. It just yeah, sucks. You're not wrong. It's just sucks. And I, listen, I'm in the trenches on, in a completely different area, you know, trying mm. to do the same shit 
much less successfully than you guys. But the mm. point is, is that um, people are fucking hearing your music because of Spotify. I think it seems like yeah, a lot of people yeah. have fucking, I mean, fucking a million, you guys got millions of streams. Yeah. I know it's mad, isn't it? The crazy it's thing is, mad. mad. When we first put the album, when, we, when that album came out, and when is it, 20th November 2020, I think it was, um, I think we had like 6,000 monthly listeners. So, and, and, and we've done, I mean, we've played shows, you know, we've obviously sure. played shows and stuff, but we, we haven't, all, all, all of our music videos came out in the lead up to that, uh, to that um, album coming out. So we haven't done any music videos, I don't think. Um, so yeah, I mean, and then, and it's just grown off of word, almost like word of mouth and Spotify algorithms, you know, yeah. like, it's like, I like to think of it as being like almost a homage to the past, you know, where people would tell other people about it because sure. we haven't, we haven't really promoted it. You know, we just, we've gone and played shows and that's it, you know, like, but you're only playing to a small amount of people when you, well, not small, but you know, compared to what you can do reach on the internet. But like, you, re but here's yeah. what's crazy. So here's what's really crazy. And this is what's interesting. And this is why like really one of the, the, the main slice. And again, I, I, I understand it's a very sensitive topic because like, you know, again, like I feel like musicians are not paid nearly enough from these these places, um, but the but the weird flip side is at the same time they're getting exposed, they're getting insane exposure that they would never yeah, yeah. fucking get otherwise. So it's like this oh, weird devil's bargain. Yeah. But um, it's, it's it's the classic thing, isn't it? Like we're not going to pay you money, but we'll give you exposure. But you know? in this yeah. case, in this weird sort of case, I like again, like I would not know. The truth is, we would not be talking right now. I yeah, would not know who you were and I would not have recommended. As soon as I heard your album, I texted that guy in Wolfface I was talking about. I, I was like, you got to hear these guys. I, same yeah. thing with my friend, Rich. Rich, you got to hear these guys. It's like, you know, when you discover yeah, a band is, that you like, it's currency. Oh, hey, totally, I found this new band. Check them out. This is what I yeah, think yeah. they sound like. And they're like, holy shit. Yeah. And everybody agrees my, with me. on in my friendship group as well. When you find a sick band and you get your other mates sure. into it. You constantly get to bring it back up and say, "Remember when I found that band?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's currency, yeah. dude. It's fucking currency. Egg on top of it, mate. Yeah, um, <laughs> but what? Here's but here's what's interesting. So COVID hits, like the COVID hits right as you fucking release this fucking album. Yeah, just before. Yeah, just before. I think yeah. it was. Now we, we, we know, weren't really want... sure whether to release it then or not, but we kind of took a been... punt. Then. Oh my god! You know, do you know what the fucking thing is? Like trying to put an album out when you're like. Unless you literally write it in on your own, you don't tell anyone, and then you just put it on the internet. Once you sort of, you end up getting so many sort of other people get involved, and then it's like this whole thing of you have to, you know, you got to wait to do it at the right time and do it the right yeah. way, and all this bollocks. Like, and I, I've known bands. I like mean, John, I know I've got friends who are in bands for like ten years. Who it took them ten years to put their first album out, and they were thinking, you know, when we finally put it out, it's going to go, and they put it out, and nothing happens, and they split up. You know, this is like, like. If you've got an album, you're writing something in the band, get it out. Just get it, get it the fuck out. Because like we we weren't sure whether to put that out or not. And it, we'd already been trying to get it out. And there's all this shit about, yeah, but we've got to do it through these channels, through like some label and all this, the blah, 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 blah. And it was like, God, if, if we wait any longer, like, yeah, we're not going to bother because it's already been four years, <laughs> you know, or three years. <laughs> Right. You, yeah, you've that's, sat that's you've sat with these songs for a very long. And, you know, I've heard Henry Rollins talk about this. You know, he yeah. talks about it with the Rollins band, which is like, you know, the funny thing about the Rollins band is like people like I feel like people like the Rollins band because of Henry's association with Black Flag. But, you know, yeah. I don't really know that many people that are like super down with the Rollins band. But he does yeah. talk about some interesting, you know, mm -hmm. sort of concepts in that. Like they're like, first, what we did was we recorded the songs. Then we take the songs on the road for months. Yeah. Yeah, for months yeah. and months and months and that's when the songs cook and yeah, percolate yeah. get tight songs yeah. and then we recorded the songs 
And it was interesting because that's what I thought about. That's what was reminded of, even if it was not on the same sort of timescale, but just this idea that you've been playing these songs for years. You yeah. put them on to, you, then you finally get them down. Your yeah. band is not what it was when it started. And yeah. now your band is what it is now. And it mm -hmm. is like, I mean, you guys are a, are a sharp, dangerous instrument. Honed. Ready yeah, to that kill. Was the point. <laughs> Fuck yeah. yeah, dude. I mean, yeah. it's great. Yeah. It's really, no, it, really great. It, it was weird when we sort of when the album finally came out and it started to people started to hear it, like playing shows and people actually knowing the songs. It was like uh, almost like we we're like, okay, really, it really is time like to not suck, you know? Like not that yeah. I think we ever sucked, but it's still like when when your people have come to watch you, you don't want to you you want to be good. Yeah, you know? yeah, that's it. That's it. Like I, I love saying. I love slop I love sloppy punk, man. It's it's some of the best, but like. Oh, yeah. If the if the songs are, are good and you've heard them on the record, you want to you want to hear them to that standard, you know. You want sure. you don't want to disappoint people, like. And we I think have, we, we feed have... off fans' energy a lot live. Oh, it kind of gets us going, you know. Yeah, definitely. That's the best thing about live music is like even at, whether you're on stage or off stage, it's just feeling that energy, you know, that we're from from mm. the from the band. Like it's just when everyone's just vibing in that way, it's fucking well. You can't be here, really, can you? It's great. Yeah. Um. What what is and you know that kind of again if you've never listened to it you have to check out younger louder snottier which is the oh yeah, rough, yeah, yeah. oh you know it okay john yeah, john's yeah. john's john's, john's yeah. punk shit. um the 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 younger louder snottier is the rougher mixes of young loud and snotty by the dead boys and it's mm -hmm. much better it's supreme i can't listen to young loud and snotty because it's so polished Oh really? Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's this is dirty. I mean, it's like ugh, like rough and guttural, and the songs just sound so much better. You got and they have a different. They have "Hey Little Girl" instead of oh no, it's "Down in Flames." What is something's different about that the track listing? Um, but yeah, younger, louder, snottier, much superior did, version. Did you hear the, uh, the the Ramones demos from like 1975? It's like the, yes. the record. Man, like that that Phenomenal. For me is like. Mwah, chef's kiss like chef's that is kiss yes <laughs> i agree i agree i i really do those early that record so many times <laughs> and i'll even tell you you know if you listen go listen to glad to see you go uk july 4th 1976 glad to see you go you know uh you guys brought the the british invasion came in 1964 and then the ramones came in 1976 mm -hmm. And, and you know everybody in the crowd that night started uh, started a punk band, right? That's the legend or yeah, whatever. Yeah. But that yeah. version of "Glad to See You Go" live yeah, right. uh, is yeah, just right. uh, it's tits, man. It's just friggin' tits. Um, I love that footage of uh, when Dead Boy, the, you know, the the famous footage of Dead Boys playing at CBGBs, and yes, just the way he moves like on the stage is like stiff. Was it? Was it? Was he got stuck on him? No, he's got. He's got like a bit of ham or something. That's what it's like. Front, he's like, he's like, 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 like <laughs> crazy. I, 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 you know, the amount of times in my head I've been like, I want to move like that on stage, and then it's like, and then if you try and move that quickly, you're like, fuck. I don't you know need if I can. to do yoga. You need to do yoga. Yeah. You need to do aerobics. Yeah. You need. It's, there's so many and disciplines heroin. and heroin, of course. <laughs> um. So I, so I got. So I, I hung out with the dead boys. Sans Sans Stiv. Stiv yeah, was yeah. obviously dead. Um, yeah. I hung out with the Dead Boys at the CBGB Gallery right before they did the only re true reunion they've ever done. And the reason why is because I had read the book. Uh, I can't say it on YouTube or what will eventually be on YouTube. You know, the book by Legs McNeil, PKM, 
uh, right, right. that stands for. And, um, and I recognized Jimmy Zero and I walked right up to him and I said, is it true that Stiv really jerked off in the chili at CBGB's? <laughs> and he, what was funny is he had, there were all these kids waiting in line to go into CBGB's to see them play. Nobody knew that Jimmy Zero was standing right there in front yeah, of him right. smoking a cigarette, but I had my book and I had the pictures. I knew who he was. Uh, you know, so I walked up to him <laughs> and he thought I w- he got such a kick out of being asked that. He's like, come on, come back with me. Come back here. <laughs> so I got so I was hanging out with him and his girlfriend. And over there was Jeff Magnum in the corner and Cheetah Chrome had just had a kid. And Johnny pretty, pretty Blitz, <laughs> bro, Johnny Blitz walks in. He's like, do not say a word about the stabbing because Johnny Blitz was stabbed, uh, almost right, stabbed right. to death uh, uh, in 78. Yeah. Um, Brutal. Yeah. Fucking crazy, man. Fuck that. That was a fuck. That was a. I, I got to go to CB's right at the very end of its. Uh, uh, yeah. From two thousand three yeah. to two thousand six, and then it was. That was it. So, um, yeah. yeah. What is like a museum or something now, or like a what? What is no, it? No. What, what, what do they do? It, so what it eventually turned into, it's something called John Varvados. It's it's kind of sad. It's kind of <laughs> it's bittersweet. It, yeah, he's a he's he's a fashion guy. And he, he, he preserved the walls of CBGBs and yeah, the walls. So when, eventually when you guys do come to New York and invade America for which mm-hmm. I will be there in the fu- front fucking row with my yeah. shit kickers on kicking oh, shit yeah. in the pit. Um, <laughs> you have to go, you have to stop off there and at least see the walls of what you once to take was. Us on a tour. When, we, when we come over, you have to take us on you, a tour. You, f- I'm, you, I swear to fucking God, you guys, whatever you guys let me know when you're in fucking town we will get pizza and i will show i will i will show you fucking lodi if you want to see lodi is right across the fucking on the dream man yes you you let me know i swear to god dude i swear to god you you hit me up i will fucking do that i would love i mean i'm not like i'm not like an expert or anything but i will yes i would totally fucking uh show you those those places um i want to know are there when how is like is america on the horizon in the somewhat distant future or like what 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 are your what are the current plans right now for you guys in general I'm coming next year you are coming yeah. next year oh yes yeah. so. oh all right yeah. i'll keep my fingers crossed man yeah, that is totally. that's awesome Obviously, pending pending various things but it's, it's certainly being penciled in to happen so it's really hard for bands especially independent bands from the oh, UK yeah. to get over to America. It's just like, it costs, it's fucking it costs, difficult. It costs the same amount yeah, to, the money. To, to get, to get a deposit on a house over here. It's the same. It's the same cost and oh. at least, at least. So you basically, such, you can't do it. That, you can't do it without financial backing basically. So we're hoping to get a little bit of financial backing to just about cover the cost of us being able to do it. Oh my God. Yeah. Like I, but it's really like a hope. dream for us, man. Like, you know, yeah. it, that is, it, that is, the pinnacle of what we want to do is get to America and play with you guys. So. Yeah, because you get the feeling, like, don't get me wrong, we've got a lot of people over here, in you know, in London particularly, but in, in the UK who who like the band. But, you know, the, uh, the the numbers alone on the various streaming sites and stuff, you can see America is is get, is so so into what we're doing. That it's, uh, Which is surprising. Kind of, I thought, I yeah. thought they'd have heard it all before. Yeah. That's, that's the thing that blew my mind. I thought Americans had heard all this before, and suddenly they they listened to Bad Nerves. It's like, yeah, cool. so it's like, yeah, it just seems like um, the place to be for this band, you know. So, uh, yeah, as, as you I, say, it's a weird. Again, it's a weird situation, and, and you know, like I don't say this in a negative. I say it in like as just like a testament to like how fucking great you are. 
is that mm. like again it you know some bands they're too early and some bands they are too late and it's yeah. like if you had like the the music that you were making was so fucking like mainstream mm. decades before you were making it and it's like it's like it's fresh now it's fresh again yeah. and yeah. i think people are tuned into this idea that mm. like holy shit this is really great and it you, you know it used to be really popular and it's like like really great again and like you know just this idea of like um you know because rock has sort of weird it's weird like rock has rock used to be the main fucking yeah. thing and now it's like this little mm. compartmentalized yeah, yeah it's thing. Just like was irrelevant it's uh it's not irrelevant it's just become you know what it's become a subgenre it used yeah, to be yeah. a big thing um yeah. i wanted to ask this so what why why children of heat which is why i contacted you initially why <laughs> children of heat particularly um, i of all the songs of all your influences that you could cover and you were like fuck i let's do the misfits i was so happy when i saw, i was like these guys well, are what's I, up to be honest like personally they've been one of my favorite bands forever and then i think me and will i think a few halloweens ago we're just going through it we were just listening to the misfits just non-stop all of october and we were like oh you know what we should do a misfits cover just 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 because we we love them and children yeah. heat is one of our favorite songs collectively so it, it made sense but uh yeah that's 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 pretty much it and then we played it live in benedorm the other day and it was the probably the most time. fun we've ever had so yeah. we played it live for the first time ever and we, we in fact have we even rehearsed no we, we did actually we don't know really rehearse but i think we did rehearse Twice. that didn't we? <laughs> <laughs> It's um, one of my favorite Misfits. I mean, I love all the Misfits songs. It's one of my favorite Misfits songs. It's from one of my favorite periods. I, I love that that horror business lineup of the band uh, is yeah, yeah, just sure. the shit. And um, I just always loved just the, you know, the song and the idea. And, you know, again, like, you know, part of what, what makes the Misfits, the reason why I talk about so, Misfits so much on this channel, it's not just for the music. It's mm. the idea that, like, it is this idea of this, of of self-empowerment through artistic entrepreneurship mm. that yeah, you just sure. and and i see frankly that's kind of like when i heard that you guys like recorded your shit independently and you know put yourself you know you're on you know uh spotify and everything and have like sort of really in this grassroots kind of way are are, are slowly building i mm. i was enamored by that i'm like i'm like and then you have a you know what else too you have a really great youtube channel you put yeah. up stuff yeah, because you know what because the first thing you do after you listen on Spotify is I got to see what these guys sound like live. Yeah, of course, you have a yeah. lot of there's a lot of people recording a lot of the you know videos of you guys don't have you know it's just somebody on their cell phone, but yeah, then yeah. you took some really polished shit mm. and put it on your YouTube channel. Be like, this is us when we're playing live. Yeah, yeah. And it's in this place where even though we can't see you at a live show, it's mm -hmm. in this place where we can find you right on the internet. Yeah, for and sure. Yeah. Just not oh, man, enough, like. Yes, yeah, sorry, go ahead. I, I, spent, I spent so many hours on YouTube looking up bands that I'll never get to see live just to find some live footage to know, to, to experience it, you know? So mm -hmm. the, that's why that's why the internet's so good, isn't it? You know, yeah. like so, so many bands, so many like classic concerts and stuff. Even that, like the, the Cake Shop one we were talking about earlier, like I would never have seen that if it wasn't someone <laughs> done a, a, a polished version on YouTube, so. Yeah. You guys, are you familiar? A couple of bands, recommendations or bands. First of all, are, do you know the Frights? Mm, no, I don't. Check out I the Frights. Like I heard the name. I Check out like the Frights. Name. Not not the not the German band who I actually was on tour with for Helmet. That they're uh, they're in America. Um, they're called the Frights. Got to yeah. check them out. 
Check out um uh, obviously do you know King Kong and the Barbecue Show? Have you yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. 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 Did you hear the Black Jaspers record? The, the two Black Jaspers records that King, no, King what's Kong. No, never heard of them. Oh, never really? Oh, yeah, I'm writing really? it down right now. Black oh, Jaspers, yeah. you so, say? Yeah, so so King Kong did a did a record guy called Jasper who played in a band called the About Blanks that were like a German huh. 77-ish kind of band. He's got like really super nasally vocals and they did like one super raw album and then they did a second one that never came out on vinyl but the first one is like a black cover with the two of them on, on it. Black I can't remember what it's... Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like the recording is like toilet. It's amazing. It's, it's yeah. like the worst record... <laughs> it's the worst recorded stuff. But it's, Perfect. Like inside a crisp packet, sort of like, yeah, you'll, you'll love it. <laughs> I, uh, yes, I am a bit that I love. See, I'm, a, I'm, a, that's, you know, that whole genre of budget rock in general. I think mm. that, you know, it doesn't, the, the best thing you could do is get a unique sound. Like, yes, obviously, all the stuff, Bobby, all the stuff you were saying about like, you know, recording in like, you know, uh, the, the thing, the, the fundamentals that you learned in recording when you were younger are yeah. important and make sense. And, but at the same time, it's this idea of like, hey, like that's a really fucking weird sound. Or hey, let's record this in a bathroom because yeah, yeah. Well, the thing is, yeah. thing is, when I was doing that, um, when I did that Abbey, that Abbey Road like Beatles cover, like I is this going to come out in some sort of capacity? I'm, I'm hoping so, but not not until <laughs> not until this uh, second album is sort of going somewhere. Tell me uh, about that after you finish your statement. That's what I want. We'll wrap this up, guys. I want to thank you so yeah. much for your time. Um, um but, no, but I say the Abbey Road thing was um I when I was demoing all of that, I just literally just put my iPhone in front of my drum kit and it sounded fucking cool. <laughs> like I didn't give a shit. I was, I was, I was to be honest, I was getting I was getting smoking quite a lot of weed at the time. So I was like, I ain't gonna be setting up all this I looked at my all my stuff because I've got like a little setup here, you know, drum kit mic up, and I was just like, I can't be fucked with any of that. I'm just gonna put put it on my iPhone on my iPhone, play it in, and then just take off my iPhone, put it on my laptop. And I was like, it's so much easier. Sounds wicked, though. Yeah, sounding cool. Sounding cool. Yeah, yeah. It's not a big. You know what that reminds fact, me you know of? What? The, the, mis yeah. the Misfits cover. The Misfits cover we did. Sam yeah. did the exact same thing. He recorded himself yeah. playing the drums into his iPhone, and that's on YouTube. Really? <laughs> yeah, that's and, we've got a cover of it on our YouTube channel. Of, of, I, of children and, I, yeah. I don't know if I've seen that one. I've got to check that out. You know what's interesting? It's, it's funny, the audio. But it, you know, it's funny. It's funny you say that. That reminds me very much of what the you know the Sonics from the sixties what their their whole drumming their whole miking technique for like the witch and strict nine and like psycho and all those songs classics yeah classics they just took a dynamic microphone and they hung it on over the kit yeah. and yeah, that man. was it man yeah i mean beat, <laughs> can't, beat, can't, can't beat, argue so, with that can you yeah i think the beatles recorded uh, like drums for a lot of their stuff just uh the Glyn Johns method, which is where you just have one mic over the top, right. and one mic on the side, and then, and then that's like you right. just balance it out. Like it's crazy. And I've Ringo, tried that. I can't do it for shit. <laughs> it, I'll tell you, there are some great videos about how the Beatles. A lot of a lot of what they would do is they would put one microphone on the amp, and then they put the other microphone on the room, and then split the signal. That sort of yeah, thing yeah. too to get like a combination. What yeah. Ringo, what the way Ringo would get his drums, which is so interesting, especially on Abbey Road, he got really into calfskin drum heads and oh, he would right. put yeah. tea towels down on the drums. And yeah. that gave it that, that, that very that like fat, dry fat. Little... Yeah. It's yeah. fat and dry. And I'll tell you, yeah. the, you don't hear drums yeah. sounding like people love to shit on Ringo. And, oh, like, no, he's a legend. Yeah. Fuck, he's amazing. A legend. Dude. He's, he's 
he's a genius. I, I used to think you used to hear that, you know, before you really get into the Beatles, it's like Ringo, crap drummer, and you're like, yeah, Beatles are crap, shit drummer, blah blah. blah. And then when you get into him, and it's because like, I'm a drummer, like I've played drums for, before I did anything else. Wow, so I've loved. You can't see it, but I've got like. Oh yeah, you can't see it at all. I would but not got, have expected you to I've be a drummer. Like, That's crazy. Whoa. Yeah, I've got I've got like I've got three drum kits behind me right now. That's why oh, I spend basically I spend all my money. Um what was I saying? But yeah, but he's he's just his parts are just so cool. So you know why? Because he's a songwriter's drummer. Exactly. And what exactly. he's doing, first of all, what he's doing, he does with no ego. There's mm -hmm. no ego. I don't need to be you know, out there, I don't need to be doing this big bombastic solo. It's like, oh, what serves the song? Exactly. Yeah, right. What serves right, the song? So, so creative. The way Look at playing. And I Love Her. All he's, what is he doing on And I Love Her? Yeah, I know. <laughs> so, yeah. And you don't think, you go, oh yeah, uh, anybody can do that. But it's like, maybe anybody can do that. But does anybody... Yeah, would, would they? Would they, exactly. And that's the idea of like what Ringo is doing... What yeah, makes yeah. Ringo so interesting is that he is a puzzle piece fitting yeah, yeah. into a larger puzzle yeah. of chemistry. Exactly. Yeah, and the thing is, it's just intuition. Excellently put. <laughs> yeah, it's just his intuition. Just he's just like it wasn't like oh okay, drum beats normally go like this. Let's do something like that. Boom, ga, boom, boom. Gah. Right. Like what intuitively feels right with this track, and I think that's so much cooler. You know. Right. And you know, and and then on the flip side, you look at like. You look at like again. What's the name of the drummer that, from Jay Retard? That uh, what's his name? Uh, Billy Hayes. Hayes. Billy Hayes. That fucking guy. Because what happened was his band quit on him, yeah. and then he had a second band later on that was not nearly as. I mean, they just were not tight like the first band. Yeah. And that guy, you know, it's he's not doing it. Well, first of all, he's playing Jay's parts because Jay yeah. Jay records everything. Um, but he's. Ju it's just a very. It, it's it's all about the speed. Yeah, all about speed. It's ridiculous and that's all that how fast that. Yeah, fuck. It's really, it's really fucking fast. Okay, tell but, me about the second album. You guys have been recording a second album for how long now? Well, I mean, we haven't even been recording it. It's just been, we're just writing, really. I mean, we've got "Don't Stop" and "All Right," um, which are two tracks that are out, which may or may not go on the second record. We'll have to see. Potentially, there is a, a full record there. Oh, yeah. It's like again, it's the process, isn't it? Of, of we, we want to be totally happy with it before we show it to everyone. You know, like that's that's how yeah. we always kind of play it with these things. And uh, yeah, there's definitely yeah. some absolute bangers there. I think. Now, strategically, one. strategically, you come to America. Mm. You you wouldn't would you? I mean, wouldn't you? Would you be presenting the first? album or would you think you would be slowly peppering in songs well, from the second album if you're trying to make I, a splash how do you go about that i mean I, I, to me i sort of think that then the first record's still new to people you know it's only like it's not like an old record yet really it didn't really came out in a pandemic so it hasn't really had its uh... it's a brand new record to me personally yeah, exactly. people yeah. want people want to hear that that live you know like if people yeah, haven't heard it live they want to hear that live there'll be a few new ones in there definitely but yeah. like i think not we owe it to the people that have been listening to that record to come and play that record for them. Genius. Right? That's the smart. That is, that's smart. That's what you should do yeah, because, because it's like you yeah. want to that's introduce. What I'd want to see. 
Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, that's definitely what I would want to see. But like, you know, it's like this weird, tricky thing because it's like, oh, we've had these songs for so long. We've been playing them for so long, but you're going into a brand new market. How do we yeah. do you do you try and, you know, uh, do you try and mix mix it in with new shit or do you yeah. fucking like leave them fucking their ears ringing with the fucking shit? That's so fucking tight because when people see you in America, they got to yeah. see that tight fucking weapon yeah. of mass destruction ready to blow mm. their faces mm. off that you guys are yeah. you know it'll, 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 it'll be that 100 yeah. percent, man like uh, we don't like practicing either so we ain't gonna learn any new things you know yeah you, <laughs> you know but like i think you guys are at you know it's funny it's like even though you've had you had these songs for a long time and you know uh this album had like this weird sort of um uh birth and release that release structure you're actually i think feel like you guys are in like actually like a really good place in that mm. kind of regard because again you 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 have this album that has an online recognition and presence and mm. if you when you eventually introduce yourselves into a new market like america or whatever and you have those songs down so live you are going to leave Americans with such an impression of who you are because you're performing at the pinnacle of what those songs need to be for the, yeah. that audience. In my opinion, I think, yeah, yeah. I think that's why we want, why we think we're sort of saying let's let's do the American thing, you know, because we don't. It's sort of a question that was asked, and it was like, do we should we do it? And I think we all think for the same reasons you just said is that let's get whilst we're at the peak of this era. Let's go out there and you know some people deliver it. Don't yeah, let it pass people... you by. No, exactly because that will get that will like once that era is gone, it can never be seen again. And it seems a shame that uh, people not you know really in the in the big bigger picture is that not many people would have got to actually see it. You know, so it's kind of uh, especially because America, for so many people are listening to the tracks. It seems like the place to go to to whilst we're still in that sort of uh, part of our career, if you like, or whatever. Sure, sure. I mean, and it's like it's like a weird thing too because like America is really big. It's yeah, like I mean, you know we were talking about like culture and whatnot. Like America, you know, it's really not by state. America is actually more divided. There's like ten or eleven cultures within America. Like it's yeah. a weird sort of it's a weird freaking place, man. Like yeah. you know you go you go to the south. The south is a completely different place from the north. The the mm -hmm. west coast is very different from the east coast. Everybody talks like this out in the west. <laughs> yeah, man. Like you know, everybody in the east coast talks really fast, and you know, it's just a I don't know. It's it's a really really weird place. And it's like how do you fucking hit America in this eight day and age? It's like oh yeah. Well, for me, we ain't, got, we ain't got a fucking clue. <laughs> we were just, <laughs> we just well, uh, I think you'll yeah. do really well in New York for sure. Like yeah, you're just. Yeah, it does seem like there's a few obvious places that um, right. people like the music, you know, um, New York being yeah. one of them. Sure. Chicago, think, um, L.A., yeah, yeah. you know. LA, those sort of places. Um, we've, we've been playing, you know, we're getting plays from from loads of places in America, but there's, uh, yeah, I don't know, there's a few obvious places we'll we'll hit, I guess, and uh, just see I guess you could, you, look, you could look at that data and be like, okay. Oh, like, you can, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. so... Mm. Hmm. Yeah, really, that's that. another great thing about, about that technology, you know. Like people base tours around what their stats say because if you've got loads of listeners in a cert, few certain places, it makes sense that you would go there, you know. Um, Hopefully all our listeners will be in Roswell or something like that. We can just go and tour in Roswell. <laughs> We've landed. The bad yeah, news. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's let's wrap this show up with a very – here's what we're going to do. We're going to – Um, I want to hear – in particular, I want to hear Bobby's um, five favorite Beatles songs right now. And mm -hmm. I want to hear John's 
five. And the reason why I'm picking two different things is because I want to, uh, I want to create some variety here, John, mm -hmm. I want to hear what your, uh, the, your current, uh, five misfit obsession songs are right now. Oh. And, um, yeah, I, that's what I want to hear. I'm gonna, and when I stop talking, you can, you can begin. I'm giving you, I'm stalling, right? As a matter of fact, here's what I'm going right. to do super quick since we haven't done it yet real yeah. quick while we, cause we have to do this anyway for the show. Um, uh, I just want to uh, quickly speak about our sponsor, uh, riotstickers.com. If you need stickers, you got to go to riotstickers.com. Uh, Sharpie Riot, he does, he does the sticker game better than anyone else. These are UV-coated stickers. Uh, they're printed on vinyl, and they are waterproof. And we're doing a deal right now. If you go to riotstickers.com backslash from us, that's F-R-U-M-E-S-S. You can get a thousand stickers for $79. You're not going to find that deal anywhere else. Uh, you have to go to that link. It's going to be in the description right underneath all the bad nerves stuff. The bad nerves link tree will be down there as well. We can go and hear them on Spotify and all these good places. Um, and we'll play our little 60 second less than Jake theme song right now. Bad nerves. You say you put the anyway, even though it's not the bad nerves, it's still the <laughs> bad nerves. You have to because it's a noun. Um, uh, and they are they are going to each give me five songs. We do a lot of top five sort of nonsense on here, and they're each going to give me five. It's not their favorite songs because how could you have favorites? I don't have favorite Beatles songs. There are Beatles songs that I'm obsessed with at the moment. There are Misfit songs that I'm obsessed with. But like you, you know, you just you just pick what's what's currently in your in your um uh whatever whatever's in yeah, your yeah. your rotation at the moment. So yeah. yeah. Who I mean, the whole start? Of the Beatles catalog is in my. I'll start if you want. The whole of the Beatles catalog is in my permanent rotation. I've never. Uh, I haven't yeah. Had, they've been my top artist on my streaming shit every year since I started listening to them. Um, but like favorite, I mean, obviously, I I literally love. I think I love probably ninety eight percent of their music. There's probably only a couple of songs which I don't even dislike. I just you know they're just like. Like Piggies, for example, on the White Album, I like that, but I don't. But I don't. But I like it more because it's a bit of a giggle. It's not really. A, right. I don't think it's, it's a novelty. It's more of a yeah, novelty. yeah, yeah. Um, but like, if I if I was to try and pick some off the top of my head, I think. I mean, it's almost like every <laughs> everyone everyone you pick is going to be a bit of a cliche. But um, I think a day in the life is is oh. like an absolute genius song. Like when I listen to that, it makes me just transport into another world. Um, Fucking astounding recording uh, achievement oh. as well. 
I, I I just have that. I pretty much have that song stuck in my head every day, and I have done for six years. I just I always think of that song for some reason. And the it. drumming, look look yeah. at Ringo's drums on that yeah. song. Those fills, yes, yes, fucking fills, bro. I know. You think it's gonna kick in, but it doesn't. You're like, oh, oh. no, so cool. Um, uh, what else is there? Um, happiness is a warm gun. I think is fucking. Oh, amazing. okay, okay. Fun trivia fact, super quick. I'm gonna inject interject this super quick. Fun trivia trap fact about oh. happiness is a worm gun is actually yeah. three songs. It's not one song. And what they did was just like what we were talking about earlier, they yeah. took three snippets. So the first part, she's not a girl who misses much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's one song. And then it goes into um uh, the second song, and then the third song is yeah, yeah. is happiness is a worm gun. So but this you know what this is the thing with like if you listen to we've got a track called Don't Stop that's not on the record. That is essentially yes, I've heard yes, I know yeah, that song. It's, yes, it's four different parts and, then, really? and that's it yeah and that's it there's no like there's no repeating part it just goes first section another section another section end section i got that listen is, to that with that in mind yeah and that is fully like well it's not it's not just influenced by the beatles but it is that thing of being okay with just following a vibe and not feeling you have to do this structural bullshit thing that you hear on the radio all the time a b a c a d sure a, sure First chorus, sure. verse, chorus, mid like blah blah blah. Like that. I'm so that glad you great. picked that track, dude. I yeah. fucking love that <laughs> that fucking end, that bang, bang. And then it goes, happiness is a warm. Yes, it is. Uh, my headphones are about to die, guys. Oh, oh no. Oh no. All right. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Um okay, so that's two, isn't it? Uh well, I'm trying it holds on. Um, okay. Well, I mean John, if you're John, if your headphones die, that's okay. It, it we'll, we'll we'll be fine. It'll it'll yeah. just switch it over. Don't don't another, don't. Uh... Another, another track that I really love is uh on the Abbey uh, on Abbey Road is Golden Slumbers. Oh, uh, I think that's just that makes that makes me. I wish I'd written that. <laughs> I mean, it's just like it's only about a minute long, but it's uh it's just it's all part of that flowy transitional. Okay, music. another super quick Beatles trivia fact. Because <laughs> how many of these facts do you have? I, as I said, go I could talk that. more about go. the Beatles, bro. Oh, I could on. talk more about the Beatles than I could the Misfits. Yeah, the, go on. because because on you know the song because because oh do I know that yeah yeah so so that is the three of them that is yeah. the three of them sitting in a candlelit Abbey Road studio on their uh, uh, cross legged and uh. the, it's the four of them actually. And again, yeah. this is what makes Ringo such a great fucking drummer. Ringo can never cannot be heard. He's not on the actual track, but he is very much a part of the track. You know why? Because he's what? keeping time with the claps oh. on his thighs. Yeah. And so they that harmony, that's the three yeah. Beatles after playing 10 years, doing yeah. thousands of hours of gigs in Hamburg, Germany. And now here they are harmonizing, three-part harmony just yeah. by their ear, Oh. With no backing Dude. fucking track. That is that is spot because like like I said, I've done this Abbey Road cover. I've I've done the cover of that song. And it, the, the pleasure, the pleasure I got from just <laughs> singing, singing that three part harmony. Because the world yeah. is the and they had Ringo. Like, yeah. Ringo's there, even though he's not there. I love the bit where it's like this we had. Yeah. This is like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's three anyway. So what other, um, I mean, it was, I really love uh, Strawberry Fields Forever. I'm probably oh. a bit cliche, I know, but I'm just thinking like, well, what's one that is not, that it's not a- uh, You know, Strawberry Fields got a is two different- Oh no. I've got a visitor. Um, Strawberry Fields, two different yeah. tempos. They, that I know. was the, one of the first times 
no. they ever spliced two tracks. John was like, I like the beginning of this one. I like the ending of this one. They yeah. spliced it together, even though it's a different fucking tempo. Yes. Crazy. Yeah. Fucking crazy. I think what another one. I mean, I, and I have to admit, again, it is a cliche one, uh, but I really do think that, uh, well, I'm torn here. Either while my guitar gently weeps, or oh, it's a great song, which is obviously you know it's a classic. But I also, I also really do rate "Let It Be." I think "Let It Be" is amazing, mm. beautiful, fuck, incredible um, song. It's uh, to be honest, man, I could, I, I really do love all of them. There's Top so many. 50. Right Top now. fifty. Top <laughs> fifty. Yeah. <laughs> it could. I probably could do top fifty. But I'll tell you, if you go. haven't gotten to it yet, you have to listen to "It Won't Be Long." The opening mm. track on, I think it's with the Beatles. It won't be long. Yeah. yeah oh, it's amazing. Yeah. 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 It's amazing. Fucking, yo, the one, the, of the be- one of the best songs ever. One of the it's- best songs ever. The fucking arrangements on yeah. It Won't yeah. Be Long. It's like, wait a minute. This was their second fucking album. No, see, that's no, the funny thing. Me and John, John, John listens a lot to their earlier stuff, and I listen more to the sort of like uh, help and rubber soul onwards kind of era. Their early shit is their very fucking punky, stuff. man. It's there's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like a punk flavor to, oh, I love to it. all it's that just... early shit you know yeah, she no, loves really... you she loves yeah, yeah. you could have been a ramon song oh man yeah definitely i love you know? all that. It's just it's, there's something i think that uh just the sort of creativity of some of the later stuff is just uh really just there yeah, just all of it is great oh no of course it's all great i love it all john um, let's hear your let's hear your misfits tracks okay um american nightmare ah. because I feel like everyone says that Danzig is evil Elvis, and I feel like American Nightmare is like the closest he got to singing like Elvis in that song. I think mean, it's just the perfect. Um, real quick, call, like real, wait, wait, wait! Call. I have to oh, interject God. one thing. Mate, he's got facts. He's got allegedly, facts. <laughs> allegedly, because I'm not doing a top five. Allegedly, um, that was written. That was written in response to the Cramps, American Nightmare. Oh, really? Yes, really. Allegedly, I did not. Yeah, I mean, you know, to be honest, <laughs> you'd um, cut the, the original uh, cough call. Oh, yeah, it's my just, favorite, yeah, yeah, and, and probably like the, she as well, off that as well. But, um, yeah, uh, what was your Halloween? Um, oh, fucking Halloween, just, bro. Just, um, and candy apples and razor blades, little dead are sooning graves. I mean, it, it's obvious, but obviously, hybrid moments is just one of the one of the best songs ever ever i i, I, could, I could do like I, to be honest there's nothing i was saying this the other night like static age like there's, there's nothing they ever did in that era that i don't like like i got when i was like a kid i got the the coffin box set the cd coffin box set and it had all like the the different rate like different edits and different like yep. versions of all the songs yeah and it's like four discs and i can listen to it all and love every single second yeah. like i so you know, when Danzig left, that that was kind of it for me. But but that that era is like untouchable. I, I couldn't I couldn't name a song I don't like. <laughs> it, they are they are absolutely. And if you want a glimpse as to what the Misfits sounded like before they even recorded a record, um, Cough Cool and She was before they had a guitar player. And yeah, all yeah. So of, it's all the all the all the keyboards, wasn't it? They didn't. They have a were guitar. they were the fucking doors, bro. They were yeah, straight yeah, up the doors. Yeah. That's what they were I trying to do. They were trying to playing, but they got like a keyboard there. I'm like that's yeah, dude. Amazing. He's playing yeah. on a he's playing on a I forget what it's called. It's a fuzz. Uh, it's a fuzz piano of some kind. Or no, no. It's a what what did um what's his face from the Doors? Uh, Ray uh Manzarek played. So let's say Fender Rhodes. It's a Fender right. Rhodes piano, electric piano that he was playing. 
And uh, they used to do all the songs. Hybrid Moments was written, <laughs> was originally, there was no guitar. It was just piano, bass, and drums. All yeah. those songs. I, I, I love it like that, though. I, I love me it too. like that. I think, I think it's perfect. <laughs> it's fucking great, dude. It's really, really that, great. That record is, like, I looked it up on Discogs, because the one that came out on Darcy's label, wasn't it? And it's it's like thousands, thousands of dollars for like which one? That oh, oh, blank records, uh, cough cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Dude. To, get, to get like a press of that would be like. <laughs> what did you just send? You just sent me something, Bobby. Is this the Children in Heat cover? No, boss. I can send you that as well. Yeah, that send is, that to me as well. Hold that's, on, I'm that's looking a, at what this is. That's a cover that I did of well, one of the covers from the. Oh Andy shit! Oh shit! I'm very excited. Oh, you you in for a treat, man? You in for a treat? Oh yeah. shit! You sent me. You hooked up the the George Harrison something. Great, that's great. I'm gonna fucking. I, I can't wait to listen to this. I'm gonna listen to it in my headphones. No one could hear this except for me. Hold on. Okay, that's Jay Retard. Holy shit! Holy shit! Did you guys freeze? Oh my! Oh shit! Did I freeze? Oh no! I don't know. No, no, no! I'm here, I'm here. I'm here. Yeah, it was my internet connection. It was unstable because I tried playing the song. Oh right, And yeah. my shitty little. I have to unplug all the TVs in my house because. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah because the Wi-Fi here. I'm yeah. I'm like I'm I'm really DIY operation at the moment. Oh, but nice. I have to tell you, so, I just listened a little bit to to what you just sent me and here's what it yeah. sounds like to me and this is my yeah. honest opinion that sounds mm. like something off of the fucking jay retard fucking yeah. uh singles box set dude it's super yeah. and that's that's a testament to how fucking secretly beatly a lot of yeah. those jay retard mm. fucking songs are yeah yeah people yeah. don't fucking realize like if you listen yeah. to all the instrumentation I love what you were fucking doing on here. I love, there's like a, did you use a shaker on that yeah, track? There, yeah, yeah, there's a bunch oh. of shit on there as well. I can't listen to the whole thing yet. I'll have to wait until I'm off, but that is, oh, that is fucking tremendous, man. I'll send you this as well. This is the end. Yeah, the hook end. it up, bro. Hook it up. <laughs> I'll keep it vaulted. Don't worry. <laughs> I'm, not too, I'm not too sure how to. This is actually just on my, uh, what you, on my personal Instagram. I'm not sure if this will work because I'm doing it through the, uh, Okay, it just came through, but I'm not going to play it because my... Uh... Oh, it, does, it does seem to work. Okay, yeah. Oh, no, so it this... says, sorry, this page is not available. Oh, that's because, that's because I've got a private account because I'm so famous. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, let me... That's one way of doing it. Or just follow me. Uh, like I'm curious, John, so you're you're big into the Misfits. Have you waded into yeah. the Sam Hain or Danzig pools? Of or course. You... Oh, you have? Okay, cool. Righteous. Man, I was, I was awesome. gonna, I was gonna, I was gonna mention Sam Hain earlier when we were talking about recordings because uh, the drums on Archangel are just like because didn't Danzig play them on 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 the recording or something like that? It, so it sounds no, so the drums, out of time, but I love it. So those <laughs> drums, uh, actually, those drums might initially have been Danzig, but eventually, no, eventually, those drums were recorded by it Steve Zane. Slows down so many times, whoever yes. it is, but it's perfect. So that, as you know, that was written for Dave Vanian. Yeah, and yeah. if you listen to Archangel, you have to listen to it as if you're listening to The Damned. That's what it is. It's a damn song. It doesn't sound like Sam Hain. If you listen to it, Archangel, you could imagine yeah, Dave Vane yeah, yeah, singing yeah. that, and that's because he wrote I it. I love just the, the drone of it at the end. It's like yes. four or five minutes, and it just sounds like a saxophone is on there. Like, like how? Like that's the thing with all the Misfits stuff, like especially the early stuff. They managed to make their instruments sound like somehow horror, and I don't know how they've done it. 
you know I mean? Like that drone or like I'll tell you. Like a Halloween recording. Go yes, on, I'll tell you. Okay, <laughs> two things. Two things that you'll find very interesting, especially when you listen to Earth AD, and especially when you listen yeah. to Halloween. When you listen to all the stuff. So what they would do, okay, so first for like Halloween and like London Dungeon, which were all kind of recorded at the yeah. same time, they had this like producer guy, his name's Robbie Alter, and what he was doing, and maybe Danzig did a little bit too, they had a track of guitar that was nothing more than atmosphere, and they were doing weird feedback uh, shit, it's all, that's all it is. So in the background, uh, underneath the sense. chords, underneath the chords, they're just doing like... Yeah, yeah. Like you know the what like when you have like those weird Spider-Man strings, like the steel strings yeah. from on your yeah. bass or whatever, that weird like whatever, I don't yeah, know what yeah. it's called. And you just go you know like that yeah. kind of shit. They're doing that genius, kind of shit. Though. It's fucking genius. And then the other yeah. thing for wait, what what was the other one I was going to say? Uh for oh, for Earth AD. So Earth AD is technically a live record in the sense that sure. those fuckers went into a like a, a concrete slab studio or something it was it was jerry facing doyle think about the diagram i'm going to show you jerry and doyle and then robo is right there the three of them are facing each other and they tracked all of nine songs in six hours <laughs> after playing a show after playing one of That's their awesome. biggest shows but here's the thing you play a show you're warmed up those guys were yeah, fucking yeah. at so at two o'clock in the morning time. Right. Two o'clock in the morning, they go in something like that. They go in with Spot, who's the engineer for Black Flag. They go mm -hmm. in and they set it up. Jerry and Doyle are probably, and this is something that I made up in my head. I don't know if this is true. I just imagine that, you know, I'm, you guys are musicians and you guys have musician language, right? Like you visually see each other. Like, Bobby, you turn to the drummer and you're like, yeah, yeah. You know, like whatever, that sort of thing. I yeah. imagine because they were so sloppy live. And again, going back to nobody, going back to the misfits, that going back to the human element that Bobby was mentioning, this idea that there is a sloppy grace to these bands. What they're doing is they are, it's like a train that's moving too fast for the tracks. And just when you think it's gonna fall off, they somehow are still on the track, but they are not stable. Exactly. Makes it good. Right? And. Oh, it makes it incredible. And that's probably, that's personally my little beef with Dave Lombardo, because I think he plays it a little too straight. I too think good, he is, bro. I think he's too mechanical. And I yeah. feel like he doesn't have that sloppy swing that, that Googie had in the, in the mix. Yeah, it's like they're just like spilling around the kit without really thinking about it. You right. Know, like that. Right. And so what, so I imagine that Doyle and Jerry must have been, looking at each other for the changes and whatnot and getting it yeah. down simpatico. So when you listen to Earth AD, you know, it's like 18 minutes long. Talk about perfect records, yeah. right? That's a real <laughs> game changer, knowing that. I didn't, no. I didn't know any of that. When you yeah. when you listen, you can, I, I imagine in my head, again, I am not, I do not know, I was not there. I am just, this is something that I, from listening and just decided on my own. Yeah. That sounds good to me. Right. That they must have been they must have been had that perfect simpatico eye contact as they're listening for the changes as they're going through the yeah. the the all nine songs. And then what they would do is they had that feedback track. What they do is they take their instruments, they'd throw it in the room and close the door shut and just let the <laughs> feedback record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that is what you hear on Earth AD on a separate track is just that is, that is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> 
been so that sick. is such a great idea <laughs> Well, there. hey, there you go. I mean, when you're thinking oh. about your second record, you um, got some 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 experiment. You can experiment. You know, I mean, that's. that's I mean, I love that you guys are not like just like okay, we need to do our second record and like have all. Our, it's like you're, you're you're discovering it. I think that's beautiful, man. Yeah, yeah there's, there's a lot. Of, there's a lot of pressure from you know like people. I'm sure to uh to do it and do it quickly, but we we're kind of. We're not a band that can be aren't like wrestled into do putting out something we don't think is sick. So we're, uh, you know, because yeah. the fact is to, to write a great song, you normally have to write about twenty like average ones before you write a great one. Like I mean, it's sort of uh, some the sometimes something comes out and it's sick, and other times you'll spend months, you know, sort of writing stuff, and it's all okay, but it's not like it's not good enough to want to put it out. And it's uh, I don't we don't want to put out anything that we don't think is um, you know, really sick. Yeah. We always said that from the start. We, we'd, we'd never compromise on that. Yeah. Well, you know, we would rather split up and just have one record and never do another one than put out something we don't think is good, you know? I respect that greatly. And I'll say this. Um, one of the biggest pitfalls for any band with a, with a fucking smoking debut record is mm. that the sophomore follow-up record. It's the same thing with movies. It's the same yeah, yeah, thing with on. filmmakers. You make a fucking banger of an album and then immediately the commerce, right? Because art, I yeah. mean, because creativity is an intersection of art and commerce, right? The, yeah. the business and the, and, the, and the creativity have to come together and make this thing that's both yeah. profitable and creative and cool. And what always yeah. happens is commerce always arm wrestles creativity. Yep. Get out okay. there, churn yep. out another one. And in rare okay. cases, like the Beatles, who literally, if you look at the years of 1964 and 1965, okay. the Beatles produced eight quarterly singles. Yeah. And separate from the singles, they did two LPs, four LPs, two movies, eight singles, <laughs> and Crazy. world tours in two years. Mad. Apart from that, that is an outlier. That is like... And everything is good. Like that's the last part. Everything is good Normally. that they do. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't happen normally. <laughs> Apart from that, yeah. you know, um, when you re when people release a sophomore record, that mm. sometimes it fails on one of those, and in one in one way or another. And so the idea of thinking mm. and making sure that you feel, because at the end mm. of the day, who's going to fall on their sword? You yeah. guys. You'll yeah. fall on the sword if it's not like to everybody's yeah. fucking expectations. So yeah. you need to be, you need to be ready. And I'm not like telling you this, like, like, yeah. like when I point, I'm sorry, I'm just so passionately yeah, yeah. talking okay. about no, this. I'm with, I'm with you. Um, like, it's like, whatever you're going to fucking put out, like, it's like, you be willing to die for it. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, that's, that's the thing. Cause we've got, we've got like a, we've got like a, we've got a bunch of pretty songs that I think are really cool. Like it's the early days, but, but it's still like, but to then, because we don't want to do what we did with the first one, which was like, obviously we loved all the songs in the first one and we basically sure. just wrote a bunch of songs and then we just placed them in an order that felt right. Whereas like with this, we want it to be a little bit more, want to think about it a little bit more. So like, it's not just like 12 songs. Da, 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 da. Like sure. I want it to there'd be a few bits, you know, influenced by the Beatles and stuff like that where like things do flow into each other a bit. And like, sure. so there's a little bit more to think about with this. And so it's like, there is a, yeah, I mean, it's, it's it, we don't want to just rush it and just uh, throw something out. I mean, I guess it will be so what year? 2022. So, yeah, so the album's two years old now. I mean, I don't know. I mean, it, it'd be great. We're hoping to have the second album come out next year. And everyone that's not in the band is hoping that we will do that as well. But we won't put anything out until we all say this is sick. Fuck yeah. 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 And you want to know something? Look, you guys have the goodwill. 
you have goodwill, you have credibility, you have the fucking talent beyond the talent, you have the drive, but most of all, you have, and you also have as well, additionally, you have great influences. You're taking in all sorts of interesting input into your brains to yeah. churn out songs. All of these factors, all of them together um, mm. are grand. And as this last, most importantly, you have this attitude of what you ju we just talked about and what you just explained. And mm. I, I think that you stand a great chance of putting out something fucking really incredible with all of those factors in place. And I really do, whatever it is, I will be fucking ready for it. And we will be uh, championing uh, fucking bad nerves on this channel and and letting the people know that, you know, again, our small little teeny little platform. Oh, we appreciate it, man. No, man, like, we, 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 really, we really appreciate it, man, like, honestly. It really does mean the world. Yeah, it's, it's what, like, what you're doing, man, is like, I, th I feel like it's all the people that do these, you know, and we think, oh, it's all these small little things. Like the small little things are what, are what the stuff that really fucking matters to me because the bigger yeah. stuff is all corporate bullshit. Like you know, this yeah. is like this Hot is air, the grassroots the, the man. Like, cool. What yeah. you're what you're doing is is essentially the same as what we're doing. We're a grassroots yeah, band. It's, it's, we fund we fund ourselves. You know, we yeah. lose money doing shit half the time. Like it's all the same shit. This is like a big ecosystem. Yeah. If, you, if you take Keeps one it of real, though, don't it? Yeah, it's like everybody. It's like I don't know. It's like a big family of people. We're all music fans. Yeah. That's it. I love it. It's so cool. So we appreciate it so much, man. Well, I want yeah, to again. I've I've taken up so much. I actually have to pick up my little daughter in a few minutes. But I I have taken up so much of your time, and I'm so grateful. First of all, I, I want oh, no, to shout loved out. It, man. Loved it. Oh my yeah. god, for a fucking honor, a fucking honor to have you on. Number one, number two. Like I said, I think that again, if everything fucking lines up in the right way, you guys are gonna fucking take over the world. I hope you take over the world. That's number two. <laughs> Well, um, if, if we, we just want to influence, we just if we can do anything, I know. We, we want to influence kids to start yeah. rock bands. Prop rock we bands, we, we know, want we bands. want some bunch of young kids to come and play faster than us and just totally wipe the floor with <laughs> us. That's, that's, that, that's what we want. That's and that's a and that is a fucking. We don't care about that for the success. We, but if we can be the catalyst for a generation of bands that actually say something, then that's fucking cool. I yeah, yeah. also want to. At some point in the future, when it's the right kind of show, when it makes sense, mm -hmm. I want you guys to come back on and we will do a proper top 10 of something. Yeah. So count yeah, down, yeah. okay? We'll do it again. Yeah, we'll come, man, we'll, sure, we'll, we'll figure sure. out, we'll, we'll all sync up in the right kind of way where everybody's schedule aligns and you guys oh, yeah. have to come back on. And, okay. Anytime. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're, we're gonna, your podcast and our band, we're gonna grow at the same time. And eventually, <laughs> yeah. millions of people will be listening and be like, yeah, we started off here on 6th of December 2022. <laughs> 2024, we're fucking legends. I, all I know is, I like, <laughs> so rarely you get to have such a, like, a wonderful experience meeting, like, or meeting a band that you discover and they're just really fucking cool. And you guys, I really, this oh, was such a, uh, such a pleasure. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. It's been really, it's been really nice listening to you talk. It's us to talk to people who yeah like, i've learned loads <laughs> yeah but people are people aren't passionate about stuff anymore like where yeah, is that yeah problem? right you know so it's i i agree like, man i agree yeah. we, didn't, we didn't even get to talk about movies and that like i'm a yeah. massive b movie uh, nut so like, here's okay here's what we're gonna do now that you then. said that john you guys are gonna come back we're gonna do something movie related yeah yeah, yeah. i also want to shout out jazz if you don't mind for a second because jazz no, she's a legend she's a fucking She's so awesome. Jazz uh, helped coordinate up, yeah. all this, and she was so sweet and wonderful, and I really appreciate her. And I just yeah. want to give a, I don't know, like, what? Uh, okay, some devil horns or something. Thank you, Jazz, for, <laughs> for putting this together. Yeah, Jazz, you rule. 
And um, the last thing, this is how we end our shows always. And we'll, and then uh, just hold on one second, guys. We, I just want to uh, say again, check out Bad Nerves. All the links are downstairs. The link, they have a nice link tree where you could find all their shit. They have a new single, All Right. That's the newest song that they have put out. I like that they're doing, they're just putting out little things, even though they're, you know, focusing on their album. That's great, great, also great strategy. And uh, check them out on YouTube and check out, you guys have to hear this. I'll post it on in the, the, the YouTube channel feed. You have to hear this incredible cover of Dreaming by this old dude who's just on an acoustic guitar. It just shows, you know what's funny? The best songs, the ones that are truly timeless, you could strip them down and you just hear the fucking, the, the meat of the song and it's beautiful. And this guy, this guy does a beautiful fucking rendition of Dreaming. Uh, so we say peace, hair grease, and we'll see you next time. Hey guys, what's going on? It's Jeff. So I've decided to make a Patreon. What is Patreon? I don't know how to define a Patreon. Let me look it up. Patreon is a membership platform that makes it very easy for creators to get paid for the things that they're already creating. I want to do it full-time. I want this to be my full-time job. In my efforts to make that happen, I've set up this platform. Is it going to work? Is it gonna be successful? I don't know, but I would rather try and crash and burn than not try at all. The goal is to create enough passive revenue so that I can continue to do this full-time, uninterrupted. Why? Because I love to do this. I love creating content. I love making videos. I love shooting films. I love doing podcasts. In case you couldn't tell, I love to talk and I never shut the fuck up. <laughs> so right now I've kept the Patreon incredibly simple. There's two tiers and that may change in the future. The Murdergram is a simple way to extend support for all of the hours and hours of free content on the channel for nothing more than a dollar. 38 cents goes to Patreon. What's a buck 38, eh? It's less than a cup of coffee, but it's a great way that you can show support for very little effort. When you divide that dollar 38 by the hours and hours and hours of time spent listening to this endless drivel of content, the dollar cost average works out. Next up is the YouTube casualty for $6.66. The YouTube casualty is loaded to the gills. Enjoy the archive ad-free as well as ad-free early access to special docu-style podcast videos, music reaction commentaries, and the like a month before they drop on YouTube, loaded with ads, I might add. You're also going to get exclusive content and behind-the-scenes content that is not available on YouTube or anywhere else. So you get to peek behind the veil. And believe me, there's a couple of choice pieces. Most of all, more than anything, whether you join the Patreon or not, I just want to thank each and every one of you that comes to the channel, that watches all the shows, that leaves comments, that participates that subscribes, that's really the most important thing. This is just trying to find a way to earn a living as an artist. And with that, thank you for my TED Talk. Join the Patreon, because we need you! 66 cents.